This is Georgia State University Panthers football. And they're going to fake the handoff. A lot of green grass. Granger, 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Darren Granger and the Georgia State Panthers. It's the Panthers pregame show. A look ahead at today's game. Now, the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. Well, a year ago, heading into the regular season, the Georgia State football team was coming off. At that time, what was its best season ever? Eight wins total and a convincing win at the Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, as well as a returning roster bringing back a lot of experience on both sides of the football. But things did not go as planned. A challenging early season schedule combined with close losses down the stretch. And at the end of the day, at the end of the season, Georgia State's record was four and eight fast forward to 2023 a successful early spring and then fall practice and sean elliott and the panthers are ready to bounce back and open the 14th season of georgia state football tonight here at center park credit union stadium as the panthers welcome in the rams of rhode island hi again panther fans and welcome to our panther pregame show countdown to kickoff dave cohen along with harper labelle engineer rick shaw studio producer jeff walker Georgia State Radio Network microphones tonight for the first time in 2023 from Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. Harper, it feels like we just wrapped up the final game a year ago. Here we are, busy offseason, and Georgia State looking to bounce back from what was, again, a 4-8 and eight finish a year ago. So you're saying you had enough of me. Is that right, Dave? You just, you're, you've had enough? Never. Have enough of that 4-8. and eight. I agree. Waiting until week four before we get our first win. We've got a chance here this year. New group of guys because of the portal, uh, because of the recruiting process, bringing in a new few bodies. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm looking forward. I think we're playing faster. I think we're bigger. We're a little bit stronger. There's a lot of things to be excited about with the Panthers. And starting w without going against an SEC opponent or an ACC, getting a chance to go against somebody that you have a pretty good chance of winning, getting a win or two, three maybe, possibly four, before you go into Sunbelt play, that's just going to be uh, icing on the cake for what the Panthers have been working so hard this summer for. Georgia State will open the season tonight here against Rhode Island. UConn in here on the ninth, on the road at Charlotte week three, and then week four, game four of the regular season. Panthers will be on the road to open up Sunbelt play in Conway, South Carolina, against the Shot of Clears. Georgia State and Rhode Island have met one time prior during Georgia State's one and only season of competition in football in the Colonial Athletic Association back in 2012, Georgia State left Kingston, Rhode Island that afternoon with a 41-7 win. Well, 
Harper, obviously one of the hot-button topics is the transfer portal. And certainly when you look back at the roster a year ago to the roster heading into tonight's ballgame, some very familiar and very productive faces that were on this Georgia State roster a year ago are no longer here. They're now playing Power 5 football. Yeah, they've decided to leave, and uh, God bless them. We wish them well. But I think the main, main thing that Sean Elliott and the rest of the coaching staff want to take care of, at least at this point right now, is take advantage of the portal rather than it taking advantage of you. So bringing in some new bodies, even though you're going to lose a couple, let's, let's bring in some better people. Let's get some uh, guys that are ready to play from another school or university and take advantage of the system rather than having it take advantage of you. For Georgia State, at quarterback Darren Granger. We're going to talk to him coming up in the next segment. 58% completion rate, over 2,400 yards, 18 touchdowns, only seven interceptions, and he was the leading rusher a year ago. He is back. He is bigger, and he is faster and stronger than he was a year ago. Yeah, well, we've gotten a chance to talk to him. You have uh, interviewed him but what, every day. He's probably getting tired of seeing you at practice all the time, but he's bigger. You're right. He's added some weight. Uh, he's been in the weight room. You can see... What I want to see is that little extra zip. You know, like if he were a pitcher, does he throw 95 or does he throw 97 now? Is is there really a formidable aspect to his release where it gets the ball to the receiver quicker and uh, raises his completion percentage? I'm really looking forward to seeing that as well as, as you mentioned, his running. He can can run with anybody. And now that he's stronger, I think he'll be able to stay in the pocket a little bit longer when he needs to, but he'll be able to break some tackles down the field as well. Well, when it comes to running the football the last couple of three years, Georgia State had gotten used to seeing Tucker Gregg, Jemias Williams, along with what Darren was able to bring to the run game. Well, Tucker Gregg, Jemias Williams exhausted their eligibility. Marcus Carroll, who a year ago had a big breakout afternoon in the win on the road at Southern Miss, now your number one guy. He uh, played in 12 games last year, had six rushing touchdowns. KZ Adams will be a name that we'll hear quite a bit this year. And via the transfer portal from the University of Maine, Freddie Brock, who wears number 25, figuring in this year when it comes to carrying the football. Yeah, Jay Dixon, Jalen Foster, you mentioned Freddie Brock. There's some other guys, Terry Burden, that uh, we're going to get a chance to see here for the first time. And I think, especially with this being the first game, that Coach Sean Elliott is going to want to be on the phones listening to what plays we're calling with our offensive coordination and and who I should put in. Do I go with a guy because he's hot? Do I go because I'm just going to give him a series? Finding that right pattern like what he did last year. You give Tucker Gregg a, a series or two, and then Jemias, and then Marcus. Everybody's fresh. As long as they don't fumble, they're going to be playing this ballgame. A couple of key losses from the defensive side, Antavius Lane, Thomas Gore, Jamil Muhammad. They've all moved on via the portal to play Power 5 football. Georgia State averaged 30 points a game last year, Harper. On the other side, allowed 31. That number's got to come down, and there's a brand-new defensive coordinator who knows the Sun Belt as well as anybody. That's Chad Staggs, who's going to come in and try to corral the defense a little bit more this year. Yeah, what I, I'm sure that we're going to do a lot of basics uh, at, at the beginning, cover two, three, whatever you want to do, man-to-man zone. And once these guys show that they can get to the next level, I'm really going to be excited to see how the speed, how your pass rush, how your deep pass defense, things that, you know, we've had a problem over the years of giving up big plays. If we can eliminate or reduce that to a point where now I can blitz a little more often because I don't feel like I'm going to give up a big play, that's going to have tremendous benefits for the Panthers throughout the season. As we continue on tonight from Atlanta, great weather for college football to open up here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. 
our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff. We're going to talk with quarterback Darren Granger and head coach Sean Elliott as we preview Georgia State in Rhode Island in the season opener. Back after this two-minute timeout on the other side, we'll talk with Darren Granger, the Georgia State starting quarterback. Coming up in two minutes from Atlanta, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet, but Brooks Law says, don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium in Atlanta, the Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continues. Tonight it's the season opener, Georgia State when you're heading- and the Rams of Rhode Island. Rhode Island coming in following a 7-4 and four season a year ago, and Georgia State looking to have a bounce-back year. And leading the way, one of the four team captains, starting quarterback Darren Granger, joins us at the Panther Radio Microphones. First of all, congratulations on uh, being named team captain. I know you guys are ready to get this season underway. Yeah, you know, like we talk about being a captain, you know, it's a huge honor for me, just for my teammates to choose me to be a captain and to lead them this season. And, you know, yeah, we've been we've been waiting, you know, ever since the Marshall game, you know, last year, and that off on a bad note, we just put our head down, went to work, and we're just ready to show what we have been putting in the work for. You ever think back to uh, your journey to Georgia State? You and I were talking about this earlier. The first time you came to what is now known as Center Park Credit Union Stadium, you were the starting quarterback for the Furman Paladins the week after Georgia State pulled off the win in Knoxville at Tennessee. And you almost beat Georgia State in a shootout. And then sometime during the offseason, I find out, like everybody else did, that that Furman quarterback's coming here. You know, it's, it's been a long journey for me, and you know, Having my time at Furman and then, you know, playing Georgia State, you know, like I said, we, we talked to the guys a lot, you know, the guys that have been here for that game, Dan Ellington who uh, played in that game, you know, we talk about it a lot. And, you know, being able 
to come here and join this family and join this atmosphere that they have, this coaching staff, the teammates, you know, it's a real tight-knit family that we got going on here, and it's been a great experience for me. You know, you put on quite a bit of weight, football weight, what, 15 pounds, 20 pounds? I mean, you look noticeably bigger, and that was a goal for you during the offseason? Yeah, that was definitely a goal. You know, with Coach Mike coming in here, my goal was to be 225, you know, putting that weight on and just being able to maintain my speed, gaining more strength, just being more durable for the season. That was probably the biggest thing for me, to be able to take those hits throughout the season and still be almost 100%. You know, you can't be totally 100% during the season with all those bumps and bruises, but, you know, be as close as I can and being able to take those hits. Well, if you look up dual threat quarterback in a football dictionary, there's going to be a picture of Darren Granger right there. You led Georgia State in rushing a year ago. Threw the ball really well, I think over 2,400 yards, limited interceptions. Um, you see continuing that role this year. The running back room has changed a little bit. Tucker and Jemias are no longer here. Marcus Carroll, Casey Adams, Freddie Brock, a couple of other guys are in there. But at the end of the day, you were the guy carrying the rock more than anybody. You know, in our offense, you know, the quarterback runs the ball, but, you know, look to, you know, have, have one of those running backs take that leading role and the rushing yards and, you know, let Marcus Carroll, KZ, Freddie, Jay Dixon, have one of them have a big year. You know, just do my role, you know, run when I need to. But, you know, let them take those runnings, those runs and, you know, have those big games and, you know, just do my thing in the passing game and whatever I could do in the running game. From your standpoint, and I know nobody totally emulates anybody else, but as Marcus Carroll, who had a breakout game at Southern Miss last year, does he remind you a little bit of Tucker, the way he carries the ball? He doesn't really – Seemed to me that he worries about left to right that much. He's going to try to run over people. You know, Marcus is a big physical bat, you know, like Tuck was. And I feel like he has that little agility, you know, make people miss and, you know, juke here and there. But, you know, he is a downhill runner, you know, people get in his way. It's, it's going to be a bad night. But, you know, Marcus has been great this offseason. You know, he's really been more vocal, stepping in a leadership role. And, you know, I'm, I'm just ready to see him play. Let's talk about the uh, receiving room because – you know, we lost our number one receiver in this new world of college football uh, with Jamari Thrash moving on. But Robert Lewis is back. Talik Williams is back. Jakaius Cradle is back. Uh, and then there's some new faces with uh, Jakari Carter, Darius Bush, Rico Arnold. you got two tight ends that have been here now for two or three years. So you've got a whole stable of guys to throw to. Yeah, you know, it's, it's great, you know, to have Robert back. Ja'Kai's back, Talit, you know, we got Kadarius Thomas back. It's good to have those guys back. You know, we've just been building chemistry. They've been here since I first got here, and those those guys are like my brothers, you know, building that chemistry. And then having the new guys, like you talk about Rico, Ja'Kari, Darius Bush, those guys just – those guys have really just gelled in within what we have going on, you know, putting in the work in the offseason, throwing sessions that we've been having, watching film together, you know, just building that bond and that chemistry. I feel like we're going to be really special this year. All right, and of course, uh, you got to talk about your offensive line. They were pretty good. They've been pretty good since you've got here. <clears throat> Excuse me, some new faces on the line this year. You know, those guys, we have some new faces. Trevor Timmons. Uh, we have Avery Reese, who's been here, but is finally getting a chance to actually play. Uh, John, you know, Big John, he's, you know, it's good to see those guys actually get an opportunity to play. And then, you know, we got Big Glove, Trev, uh, Travis Glover. Then we got um, Montavious Cunningham. Those guys, Montavious playing last year as a freshman. So, you know, it's good to 
those guys, I've been really seeing them gel together, you know, building that chemistry like we talk about. And, you know, they've been really protecting me throughout camp. So I'm just ready to see them play, play against somebody else and really push guys around. All right, lastly, what have you seen uh, with regards to preparation for Rhode Island? Again, it's a team that won seven games last year. It's an FCS team, but with the transfer portal, everybody seems to be getting bigger and better and faster and stronger, whether guys are transferring up to FBS or transferring down to FCS. You know, just looking at those guys, you know, they was a really good team in the FCS last year. And we we just got to come out there and play. Like we talk about on the offense and just at the end of the day, it's Georgia State being Georgia State. So we just got to cut out on our penalties, our turnovers, and just making sure we play in our game. You know, we play our game. I feel like we can score a lot of points, and we just got to do that just to be successful. All right, appreciate it. Congrats on being named one of the four team captains, and uh, let's get out of the stadium with a W and let's start the season off on a, on, on the right foot. Yeah, let's do it. All right, I want to thank Georgia State quarterback Darren Granger joining us for a few minutes here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff, getting ready for Georgia State and the Rams of Rhode Island. We'll talk to head football coach Sean Elliott and preview tonight's game coming up after this timeout. Two minute break here from Atlanta on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Calling all eggheads, we have what you need. We sure do, David. Big Green Egg and all the egg accessories. 16 feet of Big Green Egg accessories. We're proud to be a gold level dealer, so we're able to bring our eggheads plenty of selection and the newest products, including the new Pizza Wedge. Those are amazing, and you can turn your Big Green Egg into pizza making masterpiece. Come by and see our huge array of Big Green Egg gear. Autry's Ace Hardware, Thompson Bridge Road in Gainesville. Change can be bad or change can be good. Hello, this is Matt Nix with Duplicating Products, your local Canon, Savin, and HP dealer. In serving Northeast Georgia for more than 48 years, we've learned that while change is inevitable, it also brings opportunity. Just look at the bad change pandemic that helped lead to improved technology and innovation. Let Duplicating Products help you find the opportunity in the changes that may affect your business. Give us a call at 770-532-9932 and see us online at duplicatingproducts.com. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will, like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned air systems and train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Now more Georgia State football on 97.5 Glory FM. Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continuing here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Time now to preview tonight's game with Georgia State's head football coach Sean Elliott. Georgia State and the Rams of Rhode Island. Fall practice is behind you. Game week preparation is behind you. A lot is behind you. And I know you guys are ready to get this season underway. Yeah, I'm glad everything's behind us. Uh, looking forward to that kickoff. The anticipation for our team and our coaching staff and everybody involved in Georgia State football. It's it's uh, it's time. 
how has fall camp gone and game week is you got some new faces in here which we'll talk about uh a lot of good competition at just about every position heading into uh heading into this season yeah honestly our fall camp was probably um one of the best i've had in 27 years of coaching i didn't know uh to, to be truly honest i mean it was so much fun and enjoyable going out there and practicing with these guys i, I couldn't tell you if we were on 15 the day 15 of practice or day 24 of practice because it was just hey let's go let's go do it let's go do it so uh fall camp was really good uh, a lot of new faces out there just ever evolving and, and coming into their own so uh yeah it's gonna be a new look panther team out there tonight I'll, de- I'll ask you just this one question. We talked about it a little bit in New Orleans at Media Day, the new world of college athletics, college football. Do you think that we're going to sit here a year from now and talk about having a lot of new faces on the roster again? Is that going to be kind of the become the norm in college football and really college athletics across the board? Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, um, as far as us, you know, I, I can't really sit here and say that because our, our first objective is to recruit the high school athlete. Uh, a lot can happen between now and signing date, so you got to see what happens with your team first and foremost, and then you can uh, act accordingly. You've talked about him quite a bit. I think the first impact player you brought in was your new strength and conditioning coach because not only is it well documented that your quarterback, Darren Granger, has gained significant weight, but John Trey Hunter has as well, which you were talking about the other day at the media gathering. Yeah, I think everyone uh, involved on our, on our team looks a little different than one they did a year ago. Uh, the strength has certainly increased. The mentality is uh, they've got a tougher mentality. And uh, overall, we're in pretty good shape in that aspect of it. So, yeah, that's, uh, that was a big part of our all season. And uh, it's time to play football now. You know, uh, it, it, the strength and conditioning can only get you so far. Well, Darren Granger is uh, your third-year quarterback, and he's, you know, he and I were kidding. He's a funny story. The first time he played in the stadium, he was trying to beat us as a member of Furman. Now he's back-to-back. He was a team captain last year, and he was voted team captain again this year with the other three. Yeah, it's amazing that a guy that, you know, probably hated us at that time is now back-to-back team captains for us and uh, pulling uh, as hard as he can for us to win and doing everything in his power to get us a win. So that's awesome. Darren's good. He's done everything in the off season and leading into our fall camp and uh, up to practices to, to put himself in a great place uh, to be successful. He's uh, really matured a lot. and uh, The knowledge of the game is probably the most important thing he's done, and he's ready to have a big year. Well, he not only led us in rushing last year, but his numbers in the air were actually really good too. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, he's a balanced guy. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it, leading us in, in rushing was a little misleading because, you know, we, we so many people carry the ball. You know, we had multiple backs like there. And when you got good backs, you want to get them all carries. But, uh, yes, uh, he's got the talent to run it and throw it. You were talking earlier in the week about it. You're really happy with the depth along the offensive line where there's some new faces there as well, but guys that are back, including one of your team captains and Travis Glover. Yeah, you know, Travis leads that group right there. We've uh, – you know, added some pieces there in the offseason from the transfer portal that uh, has helped us develop depth. And uh, some of these guys are going to end up being in, in a really good rotation to get some great playing time and give us a chance to go out there and potentially rest some of these guys. So uh, I think, you know, what looked like it was going to be a little thin has really come on and uh, solidified itself. I think it's going to be a solid group. Well, we're going to look a little different 
uh, with regards to the guys carrying the ball. Marcus Carroll's kind of assumed the mantle now as the number one guy, but uh, you brought in a kid from Maine, Freddie Brock, Casey Adams, maybe the fastest guy on the team, uh, a couple of other guys uh, with, you know, with the ability to carry the football, uh, Jay Dixon, Jalen Foster. So you got pretty good depth at that spot as well, and that's big because, as you've told me since day one, we're going to run the ball. Yeah, we're going to try to do that. Uh, you know, that's what we always like to do. Uh, the backs that we got, Marcus Carroll and Casey Adams, are probably the headline guys that we have. It's going to go out there and uh, give us an opportunity to get it downfield. You'll see Jay Dixon at times. Uh, yeah, we do have the transfer and Freddie Brock. Uh, so, yeah, we, I think we've got a solid group in the backfield right there. You know, uh, having good backs is really predicated on what? Having a good offensive line. So we're going to see how both work hand in hand. By the way, I meant to ask you after talking about Darren, you mentioned earlier in the week McKaylee Colasurdo is your backup, a guy that's been here and knows the offense as well as anybody, and you've liked what you've seen from him this year. McKaylee's had the best camp uh, since enrolling here at Georgia State. Uh, he's gotten a stronger arm. Uh, he's always had a, a, a well-educated mind to lead our offense, but his play has really picked up. He has really had a nice job, and I feel uh, very confident in, in the one and two. All right, a lot of receivers to throw at quickly on the defensive side of the football. That all starts with your new defensive coordinator, Chad Staggs, and a new scheme, new system, and really some new faces there as well. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, with Coach Staggs coming in, I think the the scheme, you know, the scheme probably isn't going to be a huge just change, but uh, the things that we do with the scheme is probably going to be the change that you'll see. Uh, and the guys that we have moving around a little bit. You've got John Trey Hunter now, the inside linebacker position, and a couple other guys have moved around. So, yeah, Staggs, uh, we'll see how he calls that game tonight and see what he's uh, – I told him, I said, hey, all the pressure's on you. They've, they've seen us for the last several years. They haven't seen you in, in the blue and white. So, the pressure's on him tonight, I told him. All right, real quick, let's talk about uh, special team kickers. Who are you going to go with there? Yeah, you know, our place kicker, we, we decided we're going to go with Liam Rickman. Uh, he's had a tremendous camp. Uh, he was a little iffy a couple weeks ago with a back injury, a little tough uh, situation where he couldn't kick all that great. Uh, but he's come on strong. Uh, we've, we've got a tremendous freshman, Isaac Cohen. I mean, he is a, he is a talent, a talent, talent. Um, so that those are two guys you're going to look out for. Cade, of course, is going to be our, our punter. Um, I look for him to step in there and do a nice job. So I, I think our special teams right there in a kicking situation is going to be an improved situation. I think we have to do a good job. And our other teams, our punt returns, our kickoff returns, and then covering our kickoffs are going to be the, the things that we need to see. Uh, everybody knows about our punt protection. We, we've got to have that solidified this year. And uh, we've been working on it very hard. All right, coaches, always appreciate it. First one of the season. Let's get out of the stadium with a W tonight. I am ready for a W. I'm ready to get out of the stadium. I've been here a long time this month. <laughs> All right, I want to thank Georgia State's head football coach, as always, Sean Elliott, joining me here on our Panther pregame show, Countdown to Kickoff. Tonight here from Center Park Credit Union Stadium, Georgia State and the Rams of Rhode Island. We're back with the starting lineups and the opening kickoff after this timeout two-minute break here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusop Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusop Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's 
That's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Here I am on the road again, ready to pick up the kids from school, go by the grocery store, and do all the things a busy mother does. It's because I just left North Hall Tire and Wheel, where they made sure I was ready to go. They put on a fresh set of tires, checked the brakes, and even the battery. I know I can trust Mike and Matt and the guys at North Hall Tire and Wheel. They have everything you need, all the name brand tires at the best prices, and the service you need. They're on Cleveland Highway in Gainesville, so give them a call at 770-297-5308. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train. Keeping North Georgia comfortable. Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff as we approach top of the hour here at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. Harper, we have not yet talked about Rhode Island coming off back-to-back seven-win seasons last year, seven and four, five and three. I'm a little worried about that uh, quarterback, Kasim Hill. He's a dual-threat guy like Darren, and he's playing in his seventh season. He started out at the University of Maryland, had a quick stop in Knoxville at Tennessee, uh, but has been solid since he's arrived in Kingston, Rhode Island. Yeah, 54.1% in his completion percentage. He threw for over 2,590 yards. He had 19 touchdowns last year, Dave, and he was only sacked 20 times. So he can get out of the pocket, and if he dumps it off successfully early in this ballgame, I'm sure his confidence will grow all throughout the rest of the game and be a real hard guy for the Panthers to stop. 2022, Hill was ranked 16th among all the quarterbacks at the FCS level in points responsible per game, had a 54% completion rate. His numbers were almost identical to Darren. Yeah, real close with that, and and he's a threat to run the ball as well. He had 268 total yards, seven touchdowns, however, so if it's near the goal line, he's missing Marcus DeShields, his leading rusher from last year, over 1,100 yards for him, but he's got some capable guys behind him, Jaden Smith, and Gabe Sloter, the two guys that they're probably going to call on a lot. All right, coming up, Georgia State and the Rams of Rhode Island. Top of the hour stations on our radio network right now. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. Georgia State looking for a bounce-back season after a 4-8 campaign in 2022. Tonight, they open up the season at home here in Atlanta against the Rams of Rhode Island again 7-4 a year ago. Stay with us. Coming up next, it's Georgia State football here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is Georgia State University Panthers football. Handed off Tucker Gregg into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia State. Panthers football is made possible in part by Center Park Credit Union, Ticketsmarter.com, Northside Hospital, Ford, and Coca-Cola. 
Now, with the play-by-play, the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. Hi again, Panther fans, and good evening from Atlanta, Georgia tonight. Great weather here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium as we get set for the 2023 Georgia State football season. Dave Cohen here along with Harper LaBelle. He's been with me the entire 14 seasons. Engineer Rick Shaw and studio producer Jeff Walker. Got a good one tonight here for the Panthers. They open up against the Rams of Rhode Island. Second meeting all time between these two teams. Last time we saw the Rams... One year in the Colonial Athletic Association, Georgia State left Kingston, Rhode Island with a 41-7 win. They're a lot better, and we're looking to bounce back from a tough season a year ago. That was a Donald Russell game, wasn't it? He broke out with about four or five, six hundred yards. Hope we get that here tonight. We won the toss. We're going to get the ball first, Dave. That's a good sign. Uh, I'd love to see our special teams do something great, especially right here from the beginning. These guys have been playing against each other for about a month now. Every day they go against the same guy, same uniform, same helmet. Now they get to hit somebody with a different color jersey on, and I think they're looking forward to it and ready to start this season off. Well, for Georgia State, as we talked about in our countdown to kickoff, an opportunity unlike last year. Well, it was an opportunity last year, albeit a tougher one to open up on the road at South Carolina and then come home and face North Carolina in week two. This year, weeks one, two, and three. All games, Georgia State very capable of winning. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's going to be a, a great thing to set the pace for the season. If you go 3-0, and you're halfway to bowl eligibility, and you haven't even got into conference play yet. So the reward here is take advantage of what you're given. Go against some guys that are going to be tough. It's not going to be an easy victory here tonight. I'm not even predicting that, but you better play well. And if you do, the reward will be uh, all all throughout the rest of the season. You're going to increase your confidence. 84 degrees here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. The crowd still filing in. Want to welcome our radio network this year, our flagship station in Atlanta, 50,000 watt, 88.5 FM WRAS, Gainesville, Georgia. Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ LowCountryRadio.com out of Savannah, Georgia WRBJRadio.com out of Dublin, Georgia Will Johnson set to kick it away for the Rams of Rhode Island and back deep Robert Lewis for Georgia State a little bit different looking formation normally two back, a high end over end kick, it comes to Robert Lewis just at the 6, up across the 10 to the far side, he's going to get picked up and dropped as he gets across the 20 up to about the 23. Normally we would see two back deep. This year Robert Lewis the only one back. Yeah, it's interesting. And he took the the kick at about the 6, like you said, Dave. Great blocking there by Chris Bird being one of those guys that just uh, demolished who uh, he had a double team. But we missed a guy at about the 12-yard line, unfortunately. That would have gone a lot further. Offensive line will feature Travis Glover, Jonathan Brown, Avery Reese, Trevor Timmons, a transfer from Charlotte, Montavious Cunningham. Chris Bird is the tight end. Marcus Carroll starts out at running back. The quarterback, of course, is Darren Granger. Panthers going to stick too wide to both sides. Chris Bird goes in motion out of the far side, out of the shotgun. Snap going to go to Granger. They're going to hand it off. Carroll, 25-30, 35-40 up across the 40-yard line. Nice run on first down from the Georgia State 24-yard line. That's a pickup of 20 yards right on the money. Your first play from scrimmage for Georgia State is a good one. Yeah, nice big hole there. Chris Bird lining up in between the left guard and tackle, and they just had more men than uh, the Rams did. Nice pickup. Panthers don't want to waste any time. Pass out on the flat near side here up close to the 50. So the UCF transfer, Jakaius Cradle, who will see his role pick up this year with the 
departure of Jamari Thrash. It'll be a pickup of seven, second down and three coming up now for Georgia State. Panthers right on the 50-yard line. Right to left across your radio dial here in the first quarter. Granger out of the shotgun near hash, and it's going to be a keeper. Granger looked like he might toss. He's going to get tripped up right at the 40-yard line on the play there defensively after a 12-yard pickup. Rams come up with a stop. Nice play there, run by Darren Granger. Had options and elected to keep it. Panthers have pushed it into Ram territory. Panthers put a man in motion here to the near side. Granger back, three steps back, and a throw across the middle. Got Lewis. It is caught. Touchdown, Georgia State. 38 yards. Darren Granger. His second pass of the season from 38 yards out to Lewis, and the Panthers strike quickly. Well, one of the things I said, Dave, in the pregame show, for those that were paying attention, is that his bigger, faster, stronger body, what type of release is he going to have, and how much more speed is he going to have on the delivery to be able to get the ball downfield? That ball was actually behind Lewis just a little bit, but it still had so much zip on it that it get there in plenty of time before a defender, defender was able to... Uh, to cover and the touchdown for the Panthers. Point after attempt by Liam Rickman, who right now takes that spot from Michael Hayes, is up and it is good. And Georgia State impressive on this opening drive, a 7-0 lead over the Rams of Rhode Island. We'll take a timeout, first media timeout here at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. And we're back in 60 seconds here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for North Georgia sports. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle. Impressive opening drive of the season for Georgia State. Four plays, 76 yards in a minute, 24 seconds, 38-yard connection. Granger to Lewis. I was impressed with the speed, Dave. Uh, getting on the ball and being ready to go and the ability to get the play off, no penalties, and, and to be very proficient. Big play by Marcus Carroll to open it up with that 19-yard run. Everything else just seemed to be nice and easy, smooth transition offensively, and you get a touchdown there on the first drive of the season. Tonight's game presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Center Park, a community-minded credit union. So the Panthers jump out to the early 7-0 lead here in the opener. Darren Granger just lofted that ball right down the middle. You look at Robert Lewis a year ago in seven games, he had six touchdown receptions before getting hurt and missed the rest of the year. Yeah, that was a big loss there offensively. A guy that can go deep and 
like Penny Hart or Albert Wilson or some of the other greats that Georgia State has put on the field in the past. And uh, he certainly showed there that if you're not going to have a guy deep down the middle of the field, that post route is going to be wide open for him. All right, back deep, Randy Jordan and Jalen Smith handling the kickoffs for Georgia State this year. One of the newcomers, number 39, Braden McAllister, a transfer from Charlotte. And he will boot this one into the end zone. Ball will come out to the 25, 13-36 to go here in the first quarter against 7 to nothing Georgia State. You know, folks, Dave normally will say, well, that ball landed on the R or the G in the end zone, but that one landed on the back stripe. Uh, there's not a whole lot of wind here right now, but a big leg there by Brandon. Nice job. Georgia State again looking a little different along that defensive line. Three down linemen, the defensive ends, Tylen Dunlap and Javon Dennis. One of the newcomers, a transfer from Louisville at nose guard, Henry Bryant. Left hash now for Kasim Hill, the redshirt senior from Washington, transfer from Tennessee. Prior to that, played at Maryland. First down from the 25. There's the snap. Play action. He's going to throw across the middle. Got hit. Loose football. Picked up. Georgia State will recover and return it for a touchdown. Cody Jones picks up the loose football at about the 25 and returns it to the end zone. Six more for Georgia State on the fumble. And the pick six. Not the pick six. But the stupid score. It's an incomplete pass. Second down. Talk about taking wind out of the sails. Everybody thought we had a 13-0 ball game. Thought we had a scoop and score there for Cody Jones. Instead, incomplete pass. And it will bring up second down. Second down at 10 at the 25. I believe it was Shamar McCollum coming around from the right side defensively, just getting around the the left tackle. Speed kills, and uh, his speed was so much better than what the size of the Rhode Island offense. They've got some big guys, folks. We'll talk about their size and their weights but uh, no chance at all to get rid of that ball from Kasim Hill. I thought it was a fumble, but evidently they looked it over and they said that he was going forward, and it's an incomplete pass, second and 10 from the 25. Snap to Hill. They go with an empty backfield. Pressure. He'll fire out on the flat. It is caught. Katero Summers, a graduate student from Coatesville, Pennsylvania, picks up the reception there. That's going to be good for about eight yards. Third down and two coming up. They push it up to the Rhode Island 33-yard line. Again, good pressure from the outside by the Panthers. Kasim Hill got hit just as he was releasing that ball. 34, Gabe slowed in the ball game for the first time. Two tight ends. Slow to redshirt junior from right there in North Kingston. Tight end in motion. And I'm going to go ahead and run the football with Sloat. He'll cut in behind the right tackle. Gets drilled. Henry Bryant got a hand on him. Tyler Dunlap got a hand on him as well as Justin Abraham. So Georgia State, good job pursuing and tracking down the ball carrier, bringing him down. That'll be a first down. They picked it up first and 10 up to the 35-yard line. But good job on the stop there by Georgia State. Just just barely the tip of the nose got to the 35-yard line. That's they say made about a maybe an inch no time to measure first and ten summers and john irby well the wideouts pass intended for irby on a crossing route he was right around in between the 40 uh in the 45 of the 50 yard line the pass overthrown and we'll bring up second and ten now still from the 35 yard line ricardo williams and uh, gavin pringle there deep 
doing a real good job. Javon Dennis says wearing number eight this year. It just amazes me. Some of these big guys that are wearing single-digit numbers. Watch for the blitz here. Sloat still at running back. They're going to go and hand him the football. This time he'll run in behind the left side of the line. And still on his feet, gets across the 40 up to about the 41. He's dropped there by 48, Justin Abraham for Georgia State. Abraham, 6'1", 233 out of Hartsville, South Carolina. John Trey Hunter with the arrival of Kevin Swint joining Shamar McCollum on the outside. John Trey Hunter moves to inside linebacker with Jordan Venzial and Justin Abraham and Jordan Jones. Four receivers here to the right side, one to the left. Empty backfield, third down and four from the 41. Here's the snap. Hill going to quickly unleash and throw. Slant route, got a man. It's Katero Summers, first down, still on his feet. Across the 35, across the 30. Gets down across the 25-yard line, just inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. Jalen Tate on the pursuit and the eventual tackle, but great job running and picking up yards after the catch. Yeah, just a quick little slant. The, the completion itself wasn't any more than 10 yards, but uh, everybody was off to the one side of the field where the four receivers were. Sims goes to the backyard. Hill goes to the back backside, and a big gain there. Balls at the 19-yard line. Irby and Savage over here to the near side. The wideout slope still in a running back snap coming up from the 19-yard line. Hill's going to tuck it and run. 15, and he's going to slide to about the 14-yard line is where I think they'll spot the football. It'll bring up second down now for the Rhode Island Rams. It was a gain of two, second and eight. They move it on down to the 17-yard line. Slope remains in a running back. Summers, the lone wide out here to the near side. Irby and Savage to the far side, to the left of Kasim Hill. Right in the middle of the field. Hill going to hand it off to Sloat. Sloat at the 15. Fighting to get to the 10. And he gets tripped up on the far side. Nice job on the pursuit and tackle there by Jeremiah Johnson. Senior from Anguilla, Mississippi. Transfer from Mississippi Delta Community College. Made that slicing tackle and a diving stop right there. Yeah, very uh, interesting misinformation play there. The left guard ends up pulling to the right, and Sloat ends up going to the left-hand side with the receiver on that side running a, uh, a go route. So there was nobody out there for about five steps, but nice pursuit there by the Panther defense to make the play. Marquise Buchanan, a wide out here to the near side. Flag thrown coming from the near sideline. Procedure. And this will go against Rhode Island. Move the ball back to the 16-yard line. Ball start. Offense, number 89. Well, that's success to the tight end, Brady Rourke. Ball start. Offense, number 89. Was in an interior alignment position with a sand down and then picked up to move to the other position. Five-yard penalty. Make third down. So back it up five from the 11 to the 16. 10.09 to go here in the first quarter. Now third down at seven. Have to admit I'm not, not too sure about that. Tight end can, end man in the line of can, the scrimmage can adjust. He can back off the ball and, and go in motion. Hill was trying to do his best. Kasim held the quarterback trying to argue that, but uh, to no avail. The penalty is five yards. Irby in motion to the near side. They got three wideouts here near side. Hill going to take the snap, going to throw on the run. Got a man. It's caught. 
On the reception there was Darius Savage, the Old Dominion transfer. Gavin Pringle, one of the new cornerbacks for Georgia State, a Bucknell transfer right there to make the tackle, but not before they add five yards. Yeah, they get the five yards back from the penalty. But uh, fourth down now, it'll be about a 29-yard field goal, 28 yards. Number Onto, 45. Oh, yep, Ty Groff, he's a freshman. This will be about a 28-yard field goal attempt. The holder is Devin Walter. Snap. Ball is down. The kick is up. Yep, movement. Got a flag again. Another procedure penalty here. Looks like it's against the Rams. Yeah, everyone on the right-hand side. They heard the set. False start. Offense, number 70. Five-yard penalty. Remains fourth down. 70 is Adam McKenna left guard big body 65 300 they have some huge offensive linemen Dave we talked about that earlier the starting offensive line and I'll run down these weights here 67 295 65 300 62305 at center 66330 on the right side to go with 65305 they're huge so they'll back it up and the ball is down, the kick is up. It is on the way, it hit the right crossbar. It's no good. Ty Groff hits the right crossbar and it bounces back out. A break there for Georgia State. The Panthers hold on to their seven to nothing lead. So I guess in the end, the penalty may have affected the field goal attempt. Yeah, that's a doink, not a double doink, just a single. Sometimes that happens. You make a field goal, it's right down the middle, and then because of a penalty, you got to do it all over again, and something happens. You just you do something a little bit different, and the result there, they're still uh, scoreless. Got eight minutes, 58 seconds left to go here in the first quarter. Panthers will take over with Darren Granger, Marcus Carroll from the 20-yard line. Again, ball at the 20, tight end Chris Bird in motion. A couple of wideouts here to the near side, one far side of the field. Going to be a quick throw to Jakaius Cradle here in the flat over near the sideline. And he'll power it up right at the 25-yard line. Drop there by Brayden Price for Rhode Island. That's a gain of five, second down and five coming up. Panthers move the ball up to their own 25-yard line. Price, a transfer from Illinois State. Panthers going to try to run the ball straight up the middle. And that's Malachi Burby on the stop there, on the carry by Marcus Carroll. Again, they run an interesting, at least from what their game notes, two down linemen, defensive linemen. The Panthers now facing third and three. Granger will throw on the run. They're going to pick up the first down. The pass is caught. Robert Lewis again. On uh, the reception, number one, Robert Lewis. He wore number 14 a year ago. Now picks up a first down in his second reception of the ball game. The first one, of course, was a touchdown. And the Panthers convert on third down. They move it up to the 37-yard line. Ten-yard pickup. Panthers going to try to run it again. And Marcus Carroll, boy, did he run into a wall right there. Jason Andrews on the stop. 6'3-298 redshirt senior out of Stanford, Connecticut. Empty backfield. They're on the ball right away. We lose the yard on that one. I'll tell you what, that last completion to Robert Lewis, they've been working on that all summer. 
just zipping the ball in to get it to him, finding an open spot. Nice job there by the Panthers. Swing pass over here to the near side to Robert Lewis. He's going to get up across the 35 to the 40. Dives ahead. It looks like he went out at the 43-yard line. Nice yards after the catch there. Ends up being a gain of seven. We're just over seven minutes to go here in the first quarter. 7-0 Georgia State over the Rams of Rhode Island. Panthers now working near hash, third down and three. Empty backfield again. From the 44, there's the snap to Granger. Got a flag thrown. He's going to roll out, going to throw on the run. He fires it right in there. On the reception there was Talik Williams for Georgia State. His first catch of the ball game tonight. And we'll see how the flag affects that play. Well, nobody on the offensive line moved. So Offside. Defense, number eight in the neutral zone at the snap. Penalties decline. Zolter plays the first down. Penalty assessed to number eight, A.J. Pena, inside linebacker. Panthers have worked on that all summer training camp. Goes on two instead of one. They fake the handoff to Marcus Carroll, unloading down the near sideline. Cradle passes incomplete. We're going to have a pass interference call on 26, Braden Price. The redshirt junior out of Wheeling, West Virginia. Again, the kid that transferred in from Illinois State. That was a good one-on-one. Pass interference, defense number 26. 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. Well, I have to admit, that young man did everything he could to not get that penalty. The ball was underthrown, and Jakaius had to kind of slow down and wait for it to get there. And if Price doesn't know that, Braylon just makes incidental contact at about the 10-yard line. Panthers will take the penalty, however. We'll get the ball first down, but yes, there was enough contact where the referee had no choice but to call it. Panthers will get the ball at the 31-yard line after the penalty. First down, 6.38 to go. Jakari Carter, a wide out here to the near side in the slot, one of the newcomers, along with Cradle. Carter now going to go in motion. In behind the quarterback, they're going to go ahead and run it with Marcus Carroll. Carroll finds a hole across the 30 to the 25 to the 24. That'll be a gain of seven. And it will bring up, actually they'll give him six. It'll be second and four. The ball put right at the 25-yard line, right in the middle of the field. Granger hands it off. Carroll again running in behind that big offensive line for Georgia State. And we'll see if he had enough to get that first down. I really like how he hits the hole in a hurry. He doesn't wait. He gets there. He has been cutting back a little bit, so that's part of his game plan is to plant that leg and go back against the grain. But... Boy, when he gets the ball, he goes forward and tries to make as many yards as he possibly can. First down at the 21. And a football. No, they're going to fake the handoff. Granger's going to keep it. And he will struggle to get back to the line of scrimmage. May have gained a yard on that play if they're generous. I believe it'll be second down and 10. They're going to keep it right at the 21-yard line. By the way, Georgia State for this opening game. White pants, blue jerseys, white numerals, blue helmets. White pants, white jerseys. And light blue for helmets for Rhode Island. They're going to add a football off to Carter. Jakari takes a little toss running to the near side, gets dragged out of bounds on the play there by Jordan Colbert, the safety, a grad student from Clinton, Maryland. Good block there by Chris Bird there at the end, just getting enough of the linebacker so that he couldn't get the play. Everything goes outside of him. Good speed there to get to the outside there by the ball carrier. Nice little tuck flip. As soon as Darren Granger gets it, he gets it to that jet 
uh, motion man and uh, was able to get five, six yards out of that play. Snap to Granger coming up on third down from the 14-yard line. They're going to hand it off to Carroll, and he will squirm his way across the 10 down to the 9. Well, of all guys to come out of the ballgame, Travis Glover's helmet came off. Something was wrong, so he's out right now. 67. Ben Chuck Wuma. Yeah. 6'6, 280 out of Austell. Comes in now at the left tackle spot. Here's the snap to Granger. Ball at the nine. Man in motion. They're going to hand it off Carroll again at the five, spinning all the way down to the one yard line. I think he was down inside the one. Georgia State thought they had pay dirt, had a touchdown. He was down just outside the one yard line. I'm sure he's going to get the ball again here. Second and goal now from the one. Handed off to Carroll, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Georgia State, 13 to nothing with 4.15 to go. No question about who would get the ball on that carry after the previous run. Marcus Carroll barreling into the end zone. Great job by the offensive line. Everybody did a, a hat on a hat on that play, and they've been doing it so far throughout the ball game. Very impressive. Marcus Carroll looks like uh, he's in mid-season form right now. I tell you, he's hitting the hole hard, and uh, he's, he is tough to bring down. Liam Rickman on for the point after the kick is up, and it is good. Leads us into immediate timeout here in Atlanta, 4.15 to go. Great start for Georgia State tonight here. They've got a 14-0 lead over Rhode Island. We're back in 60 seconds. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale. More than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, Georgia State football on the radio network tonight. Brought to you in part by Coke Zero Sugar and by Ford. More at Ford.com. Marcus Carroll, one-yard touchdown run. Harper, a 12-play drive, 80 yards, 4 minutes and 43 seconds. Yeah, very impressive. Uh, Two drives now. The Panthers have 141 yards. 86 in the air, 55 on the ground. I know that Coach Sean Elliott would love to have those numbers reversed and have all rushing yards. He just loves to put the ball on the ground. But uh, the success that we've had in the air so far, Darren Granger, 7 for 7, 86 yards. He's got a touchdown. His completion percentage is 100, and his quarterback rating is 250.3. So good first couple of series. Uh, I think because of the speed and what you're getting on the ball and then you're just snapping it as quickly as you can, it's really got the Rhode Island Rams in a conundrum right now they're not quite sure how to be able to slow down this offense 
Georgia State on third down opportunities tonight. Four for four. Is that still going to be your stat? You're a third down guy. I am. And first downs. You like first. You don't like second down at all, do you, Dave? More first and thirds. Randy Jordan gave Sloat back deep. As Braden McAllister. Again, he's handling kickoffs. Transferred in from Charlotte during the offseason. Jordan to the near side. And from the 35, high end over end kick. This one is going to come to Sloat. He's going to signal for the fair catch just inside the 10-yard line. And the ball will come out to the 25. 4.15 to go first quarter. Georgia State, a 14-0 lead over the Rams of Rhode Island here at Center Park Stadium. McAllister, as soon as he hit it, he put his head down and kind of clapped there a little bit. He knew he mishit it. Sometimes when you try to hit the ball so hard that you, you put it through the back of the end zone, you miss it just enough. And that one was at the 9. I know he would like to have it go deep into the end zone, but the result is the same. Rhode Island's just going to fair catch, at least here early in the ballgame. So first down from the 25, left to right for the Rams. Kasim Hill going to try to hand a football off and run it with Sloat up the middle. Not a whole lot there. Correction, that was 21, Jaden Griffin, redshirt freshman from Clearwater, Florida on the catch. Couple of wideouts here to the near side at John Irby and Darius Savage. Wideout to the far side is 18, Katero Summers. Second down at 10 from the 25. Hill now rolling out to the near side, being pursued. Going to look, going to throw, and he will fire it out of bounds into the Georgia State sideline. Couldn't find a receiver, didn't want to take the hit, and it's now third and 10 from the 25 here for Rhode Island. Yeah, that was a one-man route, and since there was nobody open, good coverage there in the secondary as the Panthers uh, bring in a different unit right now. They've got nickel receivers and, excuse me, nickel corners in, but uh, excellent job and good pursuit of the quarterback to try to get him to throw that ball out of bounds, which forces that third and long. Pringle and Bryce Brown, one of the team captains in at cornerback. Snap coming up on third down, Kasim Hill. And he'll step up in the pocket. He will throw on the run to Gabe Sloat. 30, 35, 40. Avoided a couple of oncoming tacklers all the way up close to the 45. They're going to put it down at the 44. That'll be a first down run for Sloat on a 19-yard run. Yards after the catch there for the Rhode Island running back. Yeah, he was in the second where he was blocking and then just released over the middle of the field. Rams are going to, or excuse me, the Panthers are going to call timeout here. Rhode Island had already snapped the ball. Sean Elliott signaling for a timeout. And the timeout comes with 3.16 to go. First charge timeout, Georgia State. Timeout on the field. Immediate timeout with 3.16 to play here. First quarter, Georgia State 14, Rhode Island nothing. We'll take it with them back in 60 seconds here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org/slash black and blue. 
Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org slash black and blue. As well as Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. We thank them for their support of Georgia State University football. We thank them as well. Yep, absolutely. Great job there by the bookstore. A lot of students here tonight. You know, I was kind of worried. I, I saw in the parking lot when I was uh, in the purple lot, it was full when I got here. Uh, Rhode Island didn't bring a whole lot of folks. Long way, long way from Kingston, Rhode Island yeah. to Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. They've got a few here. There's uh, uh, probably a dozen or so of the uh, Gabe Sloat jerseys. So I guess Gabe has uh, family, friends, relatives, and uh, neighbors that are here. But uh, the student section looks uh, pretty full there by where the band is. Here on a Thursday night season opener, game number one. Is this week zero or is this week one? I believe this is week one. This is week one. There were some games last week. So that's week zero. Yeah. I don't know if zero is one or if one is two. I'm not sure how that works. All I know is the Panthers have looked good so far here with 316 in the first quarter. Two scoring drives. They stop Rhode Island deep in their territory. A missed field goal. Keeps it at 14 to zero. And it's first and 10 for the Rhode Island Rams at their 44 yard line after a timeout by Sean Elliott. Kind of slow everything down here a little bit. Let the defense kind of get themselves set. Good pressure here by the defensive line so far. So Kasim Hill near hash awaits the snap. Here it is. The snap coming up on first down. He's got pressure and he's going down. Pressure from Georgia State and the first sack of the year. Henry Bryant in there for Georgia State. Also in there, Kevin Swint, the transfer from Clemson University. Swint and Bryant, both transfers from Power Fives. Bryant out of Louisville, Swint from Clemson. Well, here's an interesting kiss. Kasim Hill, the quarterback, has to come out of the ball game now because his helmet came off. I'm sure he's going to say, hey, someone ripped this off my head. That should be a penalty. But Devin Farrell, the freshman, is going to come in and take at least one play for the Rams. He's out of Stockbridge, Georgia. Came out of Milton High School. He's a transfer from Virginia Tech. He's going to tuck it and run after faking the handoff. Ooh, took a big hit right there at about the 48-yard line. Bright Keese Brown. But a first, uh, well, got a lot of the uh, yardage back. It'll bring up third down at about six. Make it third and five with 2.35 to go on a turning clock here in the first quarter. He got hit pretty hard. Yeah, he didn't like what he saw there in the backfield, so he takes off running along the left hash mark, and Bryquise introduced him to college football. Kasim Hill now, third all-time at passing yards in his seventh college football season back in now after sitting out the one play. Irby goes in motion, the wide out to the far side. Hill is looking, he will throw, got a man, and it's caught by Summers, and that'll be a Rhode Island first down, just shy of the 35-yard line. 16-yard pickup by Summers. Nice little job of just sitting down in that zone coverage, just waiting for the ball to get to him. 
Hill uh, comes back into the ball game after his helmet situation was put together and a nice little pitch and catch there. Ball's at the 35-yard line. 14-yard, excuse me, 16-yard pickup there. Buchanan and Irby, wideouts near side. They're going to throw it in. They're going to throw it to the other side. Summers, and he fights to get out of bounds. Just inside the 30 to the 29. That'll be a pickup of what, six? Six. And it will bring up second down at four. A minute 30 to go here in the first quarter. Georgia State 14, Rhode Island nothing. Rhode Island did miss an opportunity when they doinked a 23-yard field goal attempt. Second down at four. Left hash. Hill fakes the handoff. Throws just across the 25. The pass. Ruling on the field is an incomplete pass. Third down. The intended receiver was John Irby, number three. He had to go to the turf to try to get that ball. Couldn't come up with it. Yeah, no pressure there in the backfield. He just a quick little fake to Sloat, and then he just shuffles his feet, transfers all his weight to it, throw to the right side, just outside the hash mark. Irby was low anyways, and the ball went underneath him. It bounced, and it'll cause a third down, and it'll be a long four yards there for the Rams. Ball at the 29 left hash. Hill takes the snap out of the shotgun. Two steps back. He will throw. Got a man right across the middle. It's caught by Savage for the first down just outside the 15-yard line. So first down, they're going to spot it at the Georgia State 16. We're inside of a minute to go. A pickup of 13 yards. Hill to Savage for the Rams. They did a very interesting, they had a a receiver going down in a post, more of a drag route, and then Savage right behind him just sits down as the coverage changes, and Hill's able to pick that up for the first down. Snap on first down, Savage turns around after making the catch and gets drilled on the stop there for the Panthers. 22 safety, Jalen Tate. He's good. a redshirt junior out of Pilser, South Carolina. Good pursuit there by Tate. A little flat route there by Darius Savage, just trying to get out both between the numbers and the flat. And uh, Tate does a great job of taking him down for no gain. Second down at 10, again at the 16-yard line. Sloat in it, running back, lines up just to the left of Kasim Hill. We jump off sides. That's the end of the first quarter. Quarter. So the first quarter in the books here in Atlanta. It's been a good one so far for Georgia State. The Panthers will take a 14-0 lead into the second quarter here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. We'll tell you about it after this timeout. Two-minute break from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Here I am on the road again, ready to pick up the kids from school, go by the grocery store, and do all the things a busy mother does. It's because I just left North Hall Tire and Wheel, where they made sure I was ready to go. They put on a fresh set of tires, checked the brakes, and even the battery. I know I can trust Mike and Matt and the guys at North Hall Tire and Wheel. They have everything you need, all the name brand tires at the best prices, and the service you need. They're on Cleveland Highway in Gainesville, so give them a call at 770-297-5308. Our United Community Bank customers have spoken, and we like what we hear. They're more than a bank. They're a trusted partner. United clearly listens and understands my goals. Doing the little things. That's why our customers rated us number one in customer satisfaction in consumer banking in the Southeast eight of the past nine years. United Community Bank, where the little things make a big difference. 
Member FDIC. Visit JDPower.com for details. Customer quotes fielded separately. Not as part of the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Retail Banking Satisfaction Study. Loose Up Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM. Dave Cohen, Harper LaBelle back here, live from Center Park Credit Union Stadium in Atlanta. Great night for football. Crowd still filing in at Georgia State. Has a 14-0 lead over the visiting Rams of Rhode Island here as we head to the second quarter. Yeah, the Rams have been able to move the ball down the field on both occasions. They stopped at the 11-yard line on their first possession, and that ended up with a missed field goal. And now they're at the 16-yard line, second and 10 for them. So, uh... Panthers haven't been able to really slow them up much from the Panther defensive side. A good thing the offense has had such a proficient night. Darren Granger at the end of the first quarter, 7 for 7, 86 yards. He has a touchdown, no interceptions. Marcus Carroll, 44 yards on eight carries. Darren Granger had two carries for 11 yards, so 55 yards on the ground for the Panthers. And leading receivers were Lewis. He had three for 57 yards and a touchdown. Jakaius Cradle has two for 12, and it's good to see that. You know, Jakaius is one of those guys, as soon as he got here, you go, when are we going to get him that ball? And uh, this is his 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 big chance right now. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him have a fantastic senior season. So and three. then Talik Williams, I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, Talik had one for 10 yards as well. Keep an eye on number nine, Kevin Swint, the Clemson transfer. Georgia State wants to get a lot more active in disrupting. And we got a movement all over the place before the... Snap. Ball start. 79. Offense, number 79. Five-yard penalty. Remain second down. 79 is the right tackle out of Pinson, Alabama. Chattanooga transfer, Brock Bethea. I'll tell you what, between Swint and McCollum, Georgia State's got a lot of talent and the ability to get in the backfield and create a little havoc. Yeah. A little taller, you know, most of our defensive linemen have been six feet, six one, uh, and our defensive ends, maybe six, three, or four. Uh, we got some bigger bodies out there now, making Sec- a big difference. Second down and 15 from the 21. They're going to hand it off to Sloat. Sloat took a couple of hits, still on his feet. He gets pushed back to the 21-yard line. He reminds me a little bit about uh, Tucker Gregg, you know what I mean? Just yeah. keeps taking a hit. Hit me, you hit me, another guy hits me. Uh, I'm not going down. He picked up one yard there. So third and long now for Rhode Island. They got to get to the six yard line, and they're at the 20 right now. Dave, I know you love that train whistle. The it's tight end part of the, the tight football. end Rourke exits, and Marquise Buchanan in. They're going to snap the ball 
at the 20 from the 23rd down at 14. Sloat remains in it running back just to the left of Kasim Hill. They're not running the ball though. Hill gonna throw across the middle and it's caught and I believe that's a Rhode Island touchdown. Yes it is. On the receiving end was John Irby. The redshirt senior out of Chester, South Carolina. I'll tell you what man, he really threw that ball in to his chest. Threaded the needle and uh, Josiah Robinson, the inside linebacker, was as close as you can get. Coverage was fantastic, but that throw was even better right there at the goal line. Good pitch, good catch. Touchdown for Rhode Island. Now they have uh, extra point to be within a touchdown and tying this ball game up, but it's uh, 14-6 at the present moment. I think they're going to look at it just to make sure that he did cross the goal line, which he did. Here comes the PAT. So on to attempt it is Ty Groff, the freshman. Snap, and the ball is down. The kick is up, and it is good. He missed that field goal earlier. Doesn't miss the PAT. And Rhode Island wasting no time here in the second quarter, getting on the scoreboard. 20-yard touchdown pass from Kasim Hill to John Irby, and we've got a touchdown ball game. Georgia State 14 and Rhode Island 7. Media timeout earlier in the second quarter, so you know what? We're going to take it with them. We're back in 60 seconds from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooks Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. 97.5 Glory FM. Tonight's game is presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Center Park, a community-based credit union. Stats on that drive, Harper, 12 plays, 75 yards, led by Kasim Hill, five minutes, five seconds, time of the drive. I'm impressed. They did a very good job of moving the ball down the field. They had a couple penalties. We had to take a timeout, but uh, they got the points that they wanted to get themselves right in the bout, back into the ball game. That'll be uh, a big hurdle, but yet nonetheless uh, a portion of Rhode Island's defense now has to absorb the mantle, see if they can't stop Georgia State's offense. They haven't done that yet so far. Total yards right now, Rhode Island has gone ahead because of that drive, 149 yards of total offense for them, 141 for the Panthers. So Robert Lewis now back deep for Georgia State. Again, Ty Groff will is that 45 or 46? That's 46. Will Johnson will kick it away for the Rams of Rhode Island. A 14-7 ball game. Georgia State leading it early here in the second quarter from Atlanta, Georgia. 
Their numbers aren't as hard to read as remember Charlotte a couple years ago in the first game when we played them back in the Georgia Dome. High end over end kick. It'll come to Lewis just inside the 10, and he's going to bring it out. Across the 15, near side 20, 25. Still on his feet. Comes across the 30 up to the 33-yard line. Nice return there by Robert Lewis, Georgia State. Pretty good field position now for their first possession here in the second quarter. Well, I not only like that we're returning the ball, but we're getting great blocking up front. That's the big thing right now. And when you get the ball to the 30, the 35, whatever it is, even if you break one, um, the guys that are blocking on special teams, and usually that's tight ends, linebackers, running backs, safeties, once they get an idea that your return man has a chance to go all the way, you, you block a little bit better, you work on it more in practice, it pays such dividends further on down the season. Georgia State left to right across your radio dial here in the second quarter. Again, a touchdown advantage at 14-7. I'm on green and tight end right now for the Panthers. Marcus Carroll in the backfield. Here's the handoff, and it's going to Marcus Carroll going to try to run it right up the middle, bounced off a big defensive lineman, and then cut it back to the left. And he's going to end up getting close to that first down marker. That's a nine-yard pickup, second down and one. And it was Emmanuel Gomes that brought him down. Otherwise, he'd have had that first down. Second and one from the 43. Granger rolls out here to the near side. Going to throw on the run. It's caught there by Marcus Carroll. He gets drilled as he gets knocked out of bounds. Emmanuel Gomes again, the redshirt junior from Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Hits him and drills him out of bounds. Four-yard pickup, though, and a first down for Georgia State. Nice job of Darren Granger being very patient. And he took a lot off that ball, too. Made it very easy for Marcus Carroll to make that catch. Play action. Granger will throw to the far side of the field. It is caught on the reception there. Robert Lewis. That's going to be his fourth catch of the ball game. It'll be good for five yards. Second down at five up to the 48. And they have pushed into Rhode Island territory. A nice little comeback there along the numbers. The top of the numbers. Robert catches it about the 48-yard line and back to the 49-50. Talik Williams goes in motion. They're going to hand it off KZ Adams. And KZ trying to get towards the outside on the far side of the field. Gets dropped, but he does pick up about a yard. Well, they have lost a yard. They're going to call it third down and six at the 49-yard line. He stays in the game, but lines up as a wide receiver closest to the sideline. Talik Williams, one of the Wideouts over here as well. Granger being pursued. The ball is going to be thrown and caught on the reception. Was Talik Williams. Short of the first down, but there's another penalty flag, Dave. It looks like we drew them off sides. Offside. Defense number 35. Five-yard penalty. Repeat third down. Evan Stewart made the tackle. He's a Boston College transfer from Sparta, New Jersey. Second leading tackler for them a year ago. Fifth penalty there for the Rhode Island Rams. Panthers don't have any. So third down and a yard from the 44-yard line. Amon Green in at the tight end spot. Wide out far side is Robert Lewis. Near side, Talik Williams and Jakaius Cradle. Snap coming up on third and one. They're going to hand a football off to Carroll. He'll pick up the first down. They're going to push him backwards, but forward motion 
Ran into A.J. Pena, one of the inside linebackers, who wrapped him up and started pushing and carrying him backwards. But forward progress gives Georgia State the first down. First and 10 now from the 42, a 14-7 Georgia State lead here in the second. Play action. Granger going to look to throw. Got a man down the middle. Talik Williams caught. Touchdown, Georgia State. 42 yards. Darren Granger to Talik Williams right down the middle of the field. And the Panthers strike again their third touchdown of the night. Second through the air. And the Panthers have a 20-7 to lead over the Rams. Well, another post route where Darren Granger releases the football. And he's got so much time. Great job by the offensive line. There was no one pressuring him at all, but just a tight spiral. That ball was in the air 50 yards, just flinging it. There's an injured uh, Ram out there. I believe that's Wesley Neal, number 99. A little slow to get up, but just another great pass. Actually, this one was 46 yards in the air. Until he catches it at the fo- at the four-yard line. It's a 42-yard touchdown, although the completion was just a little bit less than that. But another real nice release, long arm, and uh, mid-season ready. Darren Grangers with two deep touchdowns so far. Cade Loggins will hold. Liam Rickman will split the uprights. The PAT is good. And with 11.31 to go second quarter, Georgia State answers the Rhode Island score with a 42-yard down the middle of the field. Post route by Talik Williams. Laid in there perfectly by Darren Granger. And the Panthers now lead Rhode Island 21-7. Media timeout. We'll take it with them back in 60 seconds from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org org slash black and blue opportunities are often found in the most unexpected places hello this is matt nix with duplicating products your local canon savin and hp dealer after 48 years in business we've seen a lot of opportunities along with some pretty big challenges sometimes they're one in the same if you have an opportunity for a new business partner or a current challenge in your office turn to us at duplicating products we'll do everything possible to deliver the best solution and an honest partnership Call us at 770-532-9932 and see us online at duplicatingproducts.com. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, tonight's game made possible in part by the Georgia State University Bookstore, locations downtown on the Atlanta campus, as well as Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, and the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Association offers a wide variety of programs to keep you in touch, informed, and involved online and alumni gsu.edu well that touchdown drive was six plays 67 yards it took two minutes and 39 seconds if you're just joining us georgia state is ahead of rhode island 21 to 7 with 11 31 left to go in the second quarter talik williams scored that last touchdown nice little deep post route caught the ball right pretty much in the middle of the field and was able to put the Panthers up by 14 points. Talik had 15 receptions a year ago, no touchdowns. He figures to figure in more as a target this year. That's what I figure, too. I figure that's going to be a good uh, a good call right there. He, 
He's really impressed. Uh, there's a lot of guys in, in that room, uh, in the re- wide receiver room, that can play. And for him to get the time that he's getting right now and then the results, you know, for Darren to trust in him. And you've talked to Darren Granger quite a bit in the offseason about how he needs to believe in people in the tight end room and in the running back room, the offensive line, and then obviously the wide receivers and be able to get the ball to them. All that work now from so many different weeks of spring and summer are starting to pay off. Great results now for the Panthers. McAllister high end over end. Back team Jordan and Sloat. And the ball will come to Randy Jordan. He will take one knee. The ball will come out to the 25-yard line. You know, we were talking about how I like those third down conversion rates. Kasim Hill and Rhode Island so far impressive keeping the offense on the field. They're six of seven. Yeah. They've done a great job on third down, I have to admit. And we're bringing some pressure. We've got some blitzers. They've picked it up well. I believe it was uh, Gabe Sloat, the running back on the last one, had to skate halfway across the line to pick up the outside most threat, which was a safety on a play there. But uh, they score a touchdown off of it. Jaden Griffin in at running back. First play from the 25 is going to be caught there by Summers, a grad student from Pennsylvania. And he will skirt a couple of defenders. He'll pick up seven. It will bring up second down and three. And move Rhode Island up to their own 32-yard line. They're right to left across your radio dial here in the second quarter. They've got some speed now. Summers ends up with a little stop route. Five yards, turns around. The ball is on his hip. He makes the catch. And he's got just enough room to be able to get free of the corner and the safety. And he gets an extra couple yards out of it. Well, Well played. Sat, uh, the snap to Hill, and he tries to connect with Irby, who was trying to outrun the Georgia State defenders. Well, you had three. Namely, namely Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah, you had three wide receivers offensively, all in the same area, and Irby kind of sneaks through the traffic and is able to get through. He was bumped at the line of scrimmage, which kind of slowed him up a little bit, but uh, I've noticed... Uh, not only in warm-ups, but uh, here early on. They have a lot of crossing routes where guys, two guys are in the same area at one point or another. They try to vacate it with one guy, but uh, Hill has done a pretty good job of finding them. He's 15, He's 10 of 15 right now for 134 yards in the game. Again, Rhode Island, 6 of 7 on third downs, and they've got one right now. Here's Hill, got a lot of room to run. He's going to pick up that first down across the 35 he will run out at the 41-yard line. There was nobody over there, and he's got good speed. Well, we brought the house. Safeties, corners, uh, tight ends, offensive linemen, everybody on the team that could blitz, we were going to do so. But a good job of picking it up by the Rhode Island offense. The line, tight end, and the running back. That's number 20. That's Deion Silas. Good job of picking it up. and. Hill does a great job of seeing it and getting around it and getting the first down at the 41-yard line. 10-20 on a turning clock here in the second quarter. Hill is going to go in a hand of football off. Big run there by Rhode Island. Breaking tackles and getting run out on the far side of the field. 20-yard pickup there on that one. That was Deion Silas. He's uh, made himself known here in the second quarter. They pick up the first down on a big run there by Silas. And it's first down at the Georgia State 39-yard line. He's listed third on their depth chart. He's not their uh, top guy. He's a little bit bigger than four feet 
one inch. Not much. From the 39. And they will hand him the ball again, running here to the near side. Oh, he got crunched at the 35-yard line. What a big hit there by Gavin Pringle. Wow. Yep, hit him with the shoulder, so there's no targeting there involved at all. Top of the hour, stations on our radio network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. Well, Rhode Island is going to signal for and take a timeout. Kasim Hill was... First charge timeout, Rhode Island. Timeout on the field. Hill spent a lot of time looking at the sidelines, some confusion about what they wanted to run. Well, they took Silas out of the ballgame and replaced him with uh, the number two running back, Jaden Griffin. We'll talk more about it after we come back here from the break. All right, media timeout, Red Hat on the field, so we'll take it with them. Back in 60 seconds, Georgia State 21, Rhode Island 7. And you're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is Gosney? Yes, Gosney. Gosney. Never heard of it. Well, now you have. Gosney Pizza Ovens are now available at Autry's Ace, and they're amazing. Unrivaled performance for the best possible cooking results. Super easy to use and fun to cook on, plus they're versatile. You can roast, smoke, steam, or bake and enjoy wood-fired pizza whenever you'd like. Let's start with margarita pizza for me and a slow-cooked pork belly for you. Check out the new Gosney Pizza Ovens at Autry's Ace Hardware in Gainesville. It's the best pizza oven you've never heard of. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooks Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. 9.02 to go here in the second quarter back here in Atlanta. Great football weather tonight. As hot as it has been in the Atlanta area tonight, feels like we're in early October and we have barely hit September yet, but right now Georgia State a 21-7 lead over the visiting Rams. Yeah, who would have thought that a hurricane would go through and cool everything down for us? Uh, I'm sure the players on both sides appreciate the cooler weather. It has been hot, but... Uh, I think that's a home field advantage that uh, Georgia teams, you know, when we played at the Dome, there was no advantage at all. It was 72. It was so comfortable. Both teams would have said, this is great. But uh, when we, it gets up to 95, I mean, that's that's a difference maker for a team up north. Go ahead. Remember back in the Dome day, could you turn the air conditioning up just a little bit for us here in the radio booth? Yeah, yeah we're a little uncomfortable. It was, it was 72 and a half. We were complaining like we lived in San Diego. All, all right. right, second and six. They made another switch. Looks like uh, Gabe Sloat will be on the left-hand side of Hill. Snap coming up on second down. Irby goes in motion out of the far side. It'll put two wideouts over to the far side. Hill now going to take the snap. Stays in the pocket, and he's going to get caught. Out. He fumbled the football, but he dove back on it. Boy, there were two black, uh, two blue jerseys right there for Georgia State. One of them was Justin Abraham. He just missed a fumble recovery. Well, he got the sack and the strip. If he got the fumble recovery, that would have been uh, the trifecta for him. Did a fantastic job. But Hill just 
knew the ball was coming out and was looking for it on his way down and ends up falling on it. Third and nine now, four yards on the sack for the loss there by Rhode Island. Second sack of the night for this Georgia State defensive unit. So third and nine from the 38 in Georgia State territory. Hill going to throw across the middle. He's got a man. It's complete. They pick up the first down. Who is it? Number three, John Irby, 5'10", 185 out of Chester, South Carolina. Gain of 14 yards and a first down for the Rams. Yep. Another heavy blitz. We brought the kitchen sink. Couldn't get to him. And they are now seven of nine on third downs is Rhode Island. You Very love, successful. You love that third down stat, don't Not you? Not as much as you do, Dave. You are the <laughs> third down monster. Sloat back in at running back. He's now just to the right. They're straightaway center of the field. 7.35 on a turning clock. Now he's going to shift to the left. And the handoff is going to go to Sloat. Tell you, really got to keep an eye on whether Hill kept the football or Sloat took the handoff. John Trey Hunter had a better look at it than we did. That made a great play on the tackle there of Gabe Sloat. He picked up two. It's second and eight now from the 23. Slowed out of the ball game. Silas comes back in. Silas ran well earlier here in the second quarter. Well, Pringle introduced him to college football and had to, had to go get his helmet adjusted a little bit. Two wide to the far side. One wide out here near side and Darius Savage. And they're going to go ahead and hand a football. No, they're not. It's going to be a keeper by Kasim Hill. Fake the handoff to Silas, cut to his right, and he got awfully close to a first down. He's going to be shy by about a full yard. Ball right there at the 16-yard line, had to get to the 15. So third down and one coming up here for Rhode Island. Six and a half to go in the second quarter. Two or three different Panthers had an attempt to hit Silas, but he didn't have the ball. So like you said, Dave, just a moment ago, tough to tell where the handoff is going and who's getting the ball. Nice keeper there by Hill and uh, puts them in a position where they're very close to getting the first down. Summers and Irby, the wideouts near side. They're going to keep it on the ground. Picked up the first down with a nice power run straight up the middle by little Dion Silas. He picks up six. And it's first down now at the Georgia State 10-yard line. Right up the middle. Direct handoff just gives it to him and Good push by the offensive line. Another blitz there by the Panthers. We're dialing it up. We're putting a lot of pressure, at least attempted to. Three wide here to the near side. Summers outside. Here's the snap to Hill. Fakes the handoff. He's going to be a quarterback keeper. He'll throw on the run intended for the tight end, Brady Rourke. And it's in and out of his hands. Incomplete pass. Second and 10 coming up for the Rams at the Georgia State 10. A little out route. The ball's on the 10, and Brock Rourke is, is on the goal line. Good uh, defense there. I believe that was Pringle that was the one. He's been all over the place here tonight. Was able to get a hand in to deflect that pass away. Second 10 now. Second goal, excuse me. Silas remains in at running back. Summers a wide out here to the near side in the slot is Irby Savage to the right. Snap coming up on second down from the 10. Play action. Hill looking. Lobs in the corner and it is caught. Oh, picked off. Intercepted. Who got it for Georgia State? Irby had it and it was taken away. Cody Jones on the interception for Georgia State. It was tough to see who had the football. Three on the field is an interception by the defense in the end zone. 
touchback. First down. Irby had it in the end zone in one hand, and it was taken away. That was a fantastic defensive effort right there. Cody Jones on the coverage. You know, I don't think he had it initially. It's only when they started to fall down in the corner on the turf, he was able to kind of wrestle the football away. Yeah. Wow. And he gets a shoulder down, his hips down. Irby had it with one hand for a split second and went to put it in the other hand and a ball popped loose. Cody Jones doing a great job of just seeing the ball and staying with the ball and taking it away for an amazing interception. They're for, reviewing it. Yep. If it stands, first pick of the year for Georgia State. They had 25 takeaways a year ago. Sean Elliott talked. Well, it's our ball. Take yep. it at the 20-yard line. So it'll go as an interception for Cody Jones, the UMass transfer. Jakari Carter in motion. Ball hits the turf. Granger reaches down and picks it up and then gets dropped before he can make anything else happen. On the coverage that time for the Rams and on the tackle was 27, Emmanuel Gomes, the safety. Low snap. Darren just didn't have a chance. The ball goes in front of him, and he picks it up at about the 14. He tries to make something happen, but uh, good heads-up play there by the defensive end for the Rams to get credit for the sack. Loss of seven, seven. now, second and 17. Ball back at the 13-yard line. Jakari Carter in motion again. Pass is going to be caught. Kadarius Thompson right at the 16. He will get wrapped up. And Jordan Colbert out of Clinton, Maryland. One of the safeties right there to wrap him up. Literally got both arms around his midsection. And Kadarius stopped right there, but a nice catch. Third and 13 now from the 17-yard line for Georgia State. First time now that the Panthers have third and long. They're outside, and there's a penalty. That movement at the right tackle spot for Georgia State. False start. Offense number 79. Five-yard penalty. Remains third down. That would be the redshirt sophomore, Montavious Cunningham out of Athens. Panthers going to go with an empty backfield. I'm keeping an eye on Marcus Carroll. Look at him. He's lined up as a wideout, Harper, all the way to the far side of the field. Five wide total for Georgia State here on third and 18. Panthers a perfect four of four on third down opportunities so far here in the first half. Granger. Takes the, pat, uh, takes the snap. They get it Jakari Carter. Carter's got speed, powering it ahead. Gets across the 20 up to the 24. Maybe the 25, still shy of that first down marker, but got a lot of those yards back, just not enough. Still about five yards shy of the first down marker. And the Panthers are going to punt the football for the first time in the ball game in this opener. It will be 94, Cade Loggins who's been in the program a couple of years. He is your starting punter. Michael Hayes, who punted and kicked a year ago, now at West Virginia. Gabe Sloat back deep at the 35 for the Rams. Spiraling kick comes right to Sloat at the 38. Comes across the 40. 45 gets across midfield to the 45, down to about the 44, maybe the 43. Nice return there by Sloat. With 3.17 to go here in the second quarter. Georgia State 21, Rhode Island 7. And it looks like we're going to have immediate timeout. And we will take that with them. 
back in 60 seconds. There's a flag on the field as well, so let's wait on that first. The officials, the referee and the officials talking about that. The flag thrown during the return there by Gabe Sloat. Personal foul, unnecessary roughness. Number 15 of the kicking team. 15 yards is added to the end of the run. First down. Timeout on the field. So the penalty assessed to Terrell Gordon, the senior. And we got a timeout. They're going to have really good field position. Oh my, I mean, look at kidding? that. They're going to be at the Georgia State 30-yard line. Yeah, the net difference there between where we punt from and give them is five yards. So uh, we'll talk about it when we come back. All right, media timeout here in Atlanta. We'll take it with them. 21-7, Georgia State leading Rhode Island. We're back in 60 seconds from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Tonight's broadcast here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network, made possible in part by Ticketsmarter.com, Northside Hospital, and Center Park Credit Union, a community-minded credit union. Well, with the penalty, Sloat was back inside the, well, he was back inside, what, the 30 or the 35-yard line. With throwing the penalty, they've got the ball to Georgia State 30. Yeah. With 3.17 to go, Georgia State leading at 21-7. Sloat catches a relatively low punt and just jets right up the field, gets a 20-yard return, and then you add the 15 with the penalty, and the net difference from where we punted from is only five yards. So great field position and time on the clock. There's 3.17. They still have two timeouts, do the the Rams. Uh, But... And they've been able to move the ball, really. They've, they've, they've got one touchdown earlier. Uh, 37 yards on the punt What was the gross, but with that return and then with the uh, with the penalty. I know Sean Elliott does not like special t- – well, he doesn't like any penalty. I don't know if you do either, Dave. You don't like any what penalty. What coach likes penalties? I don't, I don't know. I don't think – You played this do. game at Colorado State and in the National Football League. What coach did you play for that said, I like penalties? Well, and and the same coach that would have said that would be the one that goes, you know, (laughs) this game isn't really important. (laughs) That's never going to happen. So here we go. Uh, There's a depth change. Who's it? Is that Jaden Griffin again? Yeah, Jaden Griffin is in the backfield. Yes, he is. Along with Hill. 21. Rams have the ball first down at the Georgia State 30-yard line. 21-7, Georgia State leading late here in the second quarter. 
on the run here is Griffin. They're going to throw a pass into the flat. It was. That's Darius Savage with the catch. Yeah. One of those but, but only good for a yard. Bubbles. No, they lose a yard. Great job there defensively. Was that Bright Crease? Goodness gracious. Good recognition. It was. Yeah. Bright Crease Brown is able to uh, read that play very quickly and knock Savage down for a one yard loss. Clock is moving 251, 250 here in the first half. Second down at 11 now. Ball back at the 31. They're in Georgia State territory. Right hash. I got a couple of wideouts here to the near side. Here's the snap to Kasim Hill. He's got time. Throws. Got a man. It's Summers. Summers across the 25 down to the 20. Snuck inside the 20 to the 19, but they're going to put the ball right at the 20, which should move the sticks for Rhode Island. 11-yard pickup. And Rhode Island picks up the first down. Nice job of finding an open spot by Summers. It's just an in route, so he goes down the field about 10, 11 yards, breaks it to the inside, and just keeps moving. Hill's able to find him, and the first down is the result. Ball at the 20-yard line. Hill out of the shotgun. Griffin now shifts to the left, and they're going to go ahead, fake the handoff, throw it out on the flat here to the near side. Caught there by Irby, and he gets run out of bounds right at the 15-yard line. Hill does that uh, option where after he gives the play fake to Griffin, he runs towards the line of scrimmage and thinks about running. He had a lineman in front of him, but I think it was a little bit wiser for him to dish it off to a guy that makes a living there, catching the ball and getting down the field. So nice catch. The 14th completion for Hill here in the ballgame. Rhode Island so far, 229 total yards. 162 in the air. Savage in motion. Now they got three wide to the right. Working near Hash Hill in traffic. Got to get out of the pocket. He will throw on the run and throw it out of bounds. Over towards the Rhode Island sideline. That'll stop the clock at 146. It'll bring up third down at five. Ball now. for intentional grinding. Quarterback was outside the tackle box. Well, Tyler the Dunlop. Third down. Listed as a defensive end is so frustrated because he had Hill in his grasp. So also did Henry Bryant. They had chances to get him, but Hill did a terrific job of keeping his balance and keeping the football. Remember, he was sacked and, and fumbled early in the game. He was hit very first play of the ball game. So he's doing a much better job of controlling the football. In at inside linebacker, 25, Josiah Robinson, a Coastal Carolina transfer. One of two former shot to clear. Pressure snap. on a low snap, caught by Sloat. Over here on the near sideline, and he is into the end zone for a touchdown. There was nobody near him, 15 yards. Georgia State, Harper, a great job getting pressure on Hill as he hobbles back to the sideline for Rhode Island. He got rid of it just in time, and credit to him to locate Sloat and get him the ball. We brought the kitchen sink. Everybody, he got hit right as he released it, but someone in that traffic forgot to pick up the running back, Sloat. Gabe Sloat with the 15-yard. He was out in the flat. Catches it about the five-yard line. No one out there at all. He's able to walk into the end zone for the 13th point now for the Rhode Island Rams with the 14th and the PAT to come. Ty Groff, the freshman. Snap ball down. Kick is up, and it is good. And we've got a touchdown ball game now. Rhode Island scoring late here with 140 to play in the second quarter. It's now a 21-14 ball game. Heads up play there by Kasim Hill. He took a crunching hit, stayed in the pocket, 
and had the wherewithal to find his receiver. And Sloat was able to scoot into the end zone. Well, that's taking advantage of the situation in front of you. You get a nice return on the punt. That's enough to motivate the offense. But then that extra penalty and a short yard field situation where you're getting the ball first and 10 at the 30 to open the possession. That's a pretty easy pitch and catch there for Rowan Island. And uh, now they're back in the ball game again. But there is enough time. Two timeouts also for the Panthers with 140 left to go here in the half. Stats on that drive. Again, as we mentioned, they started out at the Georgia State 30 at great position. Five plays, 30 yards, and they score in just a minute 37. We'll see what the Panthers can do here in the final minute 40. That's got to be a tremendous boost for them going into the locker room. Now, the one way that it won't be a boost is if the Panthers are able to get a nice return here and put the ball in the end zone themselves. Robert Lewis at the 10-yard line, up across the 15, running to the near side, across the 20-25, and gets dropped right here at the 31-yard line. 21, About a 21-yard return. Nice job, Robert Lewis. Panthers will have a minute 35 to work with here, leading 21-14 as we are late in the second quarter. Now our kickoff return team, they're doubling, I think it was uh, number 87, Hunter Hopperson. That guy got just drilled. But when you double-team a guy, that leaves somebody else open. So uh, there was a tackle made there at the 31-yard line. Chris Bird, tight end, is lined up in a slot. Three receivers to the left-hand side. First and 10 at the 31 for the Panthers. Marcus Carroll in the backfield. Granger, the snap, going to throw. And it will be caught over on the far sideline. Good enough for a first down. A lot of pushing and shoving there. Robert Lewis with the catch. Good for a 12-yard gain. That's his fifth catch here in the first half. And the Panthers going to move the sticks here, working the clock down to a minute 25. First down from their own 43-yard line. Granger again, quick snap, going to dump it off. Marcus Carroll, and he turns and gets hit out of bounds for a four-yard pickup with 1.18 to go. That'll stop the clock. Correction, that was a three-yard gain. Makes it second and seven at the 46. Carroll back in the backfield. Granger takes the snap. Darren going to go ahead and tuck it and run. He's going to get dropped. They got him around the ankles and really, and we got a flag on the play. They got him around the ankles, the lower leg, and just did not let go. Even as big and as strong as Darren is. We got a flag on the play with 111 remaining here in the second quarter. Well, they might call targeting, I'm not sure, but uh, maybe roughing the quarterback as he was going down. He tried to stay up, but there were two or three late hits, and that might be what it is, too. We're not sure. Rhode Island coach Jim Fleming is over there on the sidelines. He doesn't even know. We don't even know what the call is yet, and he's debating as if to say, my guys didn't do anything wrong. Number eight was the first to hit him. There is no foul on the play. It's third down. Georgia State four for five on the third down conversion category as we keep up with that. Stat now second and set, make that third and seven. Second charge timeout, Georgia State. This will be a 30-second timeout. And Sean Elliott going to use a timeout here late in the second quarter. Yeah, that's a good call. They were going to turn the clock back on. And with that confusion, that was a late hit. I mean, he was already down. Is that 97? See, Darren, we're looking at the replay. He's trying to make something happen. And then he's down, and then... Is that 97? Yeah. 
Jalen Brown, graduate student, should know better. Got away with one. You get that penalty in there, now you're pretty much, you're already in field goal range. But now third and long. Panthers are four for five. That last possession that they had, they had a third and long and weren't able to get it. So they had their first punt of the ball game. Rhode Island hasn't punted, have they? Not yet. Well, we keep talking about that third down. Look at the number now. 10 of 11 on third down conversions. Marcus Carroll scoots to the other side, to the left side now of Granger. Third and seven at the Georgia State 46. Two steps back, Granger looking. Across the middle, is that Talik Williams? Rhode Island says it skipped off the turf. Really on the field is an incomplete pass. Fourth down. So the Panthers will bring on Cade Loggins now for the second time here in the second quarter. 37 yards on the first punt a short while ago. Rhode Island will get the ball back with right around a minute to go here in the second quarter. Again, a 21-14 Georgia State lead. Now that last play, not really a whole lot of pressure. Maybe a little bit from the outside to the left, but Darren moved up. I don't think he got his feet set, and uh, that resulted in a pass that was a little low. Sidewinder punt there by Loggins. Going to take a Georgia State bounce and roll inside the 10 down to about the 6 or 7-yard line. So that's where the Rams will take over with now 56 seconds to go. Stay with us. Our Panther halftime show. We're expecting a visit from Georgia State's director of athletics, Charlie Cobb. We'll run down all the stats from the first half, as well as hear highlights from the three scoring plays for Georgia State. So here comes Kasim Hill and Rhode Island. Sloats will trot out at running back. Jordan Venzial back on the field, also Coming back in is Travis Glover. Travis on the field? Oh, he's coming off. He's coming off. And Rhode Island just going to go ahead and take a knee here. Got a long way to go, not going to risk anything. They're, they're happy to take a touchdown deficit into the locker room at halftime here in Atlanta tonight. And who gets the ball in the second half? That would be Rhode Island. We won the toss, decided to receive, and... Had a touchdown drive in our very first possession. There's another uh, take a knee. Now <laughs> we're going to call time. There you go, Sean Elliott. Make him call another play. Let's see if they have a fumble. Georgia State will take its third and final timeout. It'll be a 30-second timeout. You might as well. You can't take him with you. Third and final charge timeout, Georgia State. This will be a 30-second timeout. I just said that to the referee. Please reset the game clock to 29 seconds. Marshall Lewis, by the way, is our referee here this evening. By the way, when I saw that 52, even knowing we were on defense, it was Anthony Bloom. He wears 52. Uh, but, you know, from this Those double vantage numbers, point, Dave. The, well, double numbers, but they're both huge. Yeah. So my mistake there. Matter of fact, Bloom is on the field as we speak. He's a transfer from Norfolk State. 
Big 6'3", 297-pound redshirt senior defensive lineman. He's a big boy. He's not quite as big as Travis. And Travis switched his number. That's the he did. one he was, of the things. He yeah. was 73. So here we go. 29 seconds. Second down and 11. And Hill is... Just going to go ahead and take the snap, take the knee. Look, Rhode Island is ready to get into that locker room. Yeah, they don't want to be out on the field anymore. They had a nice drive, and they got themselves back in the ball game. They took it over at the six-yard line, and they just said, let's uh, let's wait for halftime. They're trailing 21-14, but they will get the ball beginning of the second half. All right, so we're at halftime here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium in Atlanta. Sean Elliott and Georgia State making their way into the Georgia State locker room down below us to the right. They're going to take a 21-14 lead into halftime. Again, stay with us. Our Panther Halftime Show coming up. We're expecting a visit from Director of Athletics Charlie Cobb. Again, Harper will run down all of our statistics in the first half. We'll hear some first-half highlights. Check the schedule around what will be a very busy Sunbelt Conference opening weekend coming up on Saturday. All that more after this timeout. Two-minute break from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. Anything you're looking for, something unique and delicious. Stop by and see our... What's up with the hockey mask, David? Well, you said we were talking about Stanley Cups. Not that Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cups that everyone has gone crazy about. Oh, yeah. People do love those amazing cups. We have a great selection of bottles, mugs, and the popular 30-ounce tumbler. Yes, they've become a statement piece. Perfect for work, road trips, working out, and all occasions. Come see our selection at Autry's Ace. The perfect gift to give or keep. Autry's Ace Hardware, Thompson Bridge Road in Gainesville. No hockey puck required. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the alumni office at 404 413 2190. This is the Panthers halftime report. A look at the first half and what's ahead for the Panthers. Now, Dave Cohen. All right, we're back here. It's halftime at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, engineer Rick Shaw, Jeff Walker in our Georgia State Radio Network Studios, Sean Elliott, Georgia State in the locker room, leading Rhode Island 21-14. Pleased to be joined right now by Georgia State's Director of Athletics, Charlie Cobb. 
who was watching down from the sidelines. And uh, you're an old football guy, played at NC State. What did you see in the first half, in this first game, first half of Georgia State this year? Uh, you got to stop third down, right? Look at, look at their number on third downs. I can't of, see it. I don't have my glasses on. Ten of twelve. Yeah, so it's uh, especially third and long. And uh, you get into situational matchups. And, uh, you know, so it's uh, it's interesting. You don't have a lot of film on each team. Um, but with the transfers and, and what, why, and, and a real heady quarterback. Older guy. I think he's I think he's probably as old as Harper. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe a year younger. This um, is his seventh year. Yeah, so uh, I think it took Harper seven years to finish school too, right? So it was eight. It took was me eight. eight to graduate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so um, I'm a rhyme guy. If but we, you know, we knew we knew what had a sense of who they were. Um, I think we offensively, you got to get a you got to get, get a score in one of those one of those last two drives. Um, you know, botch snap on first down. Darren's got to, I think, frankly, stay focused. Um, and then the throw over the middle on third and long. He's, you know, you got to hit that throw. It, it's uh, They've, they've made some plays on third down we haven't in those last two drives. And, you know, here's where we are. Hey, both schools have taken advantage of the portal. Yeah. Big guys for Rhode Island that you think wouldn't go there. They're from all over the country. Can you share a little bit about what the portal and how a dumpster fire mess nuclear reactor, and how do you learn to take advantage of that, uh, the way that the game of football is going right now? You know, it's uh, I'm not a fan of it. It's awful. Um, I think it uh, teaches the wrong values. Uh, I was fortunate to play for a coach by the name of Dick Sheridan, and unfortunately, coach passed away this, this summer. And uh, but one of the last conversations that we had, he talked about it. He goes, "You know, as a coach, for 25 years, I prided myself on building a program. Seems like now, it's really all about coaches building teams. And uh, I just think it's it's all the way around. There's a lot of there's a lot of challenges. I'm glad that there, you know, we, we seem to be sticking to the second transfer rule right now. There's some." Very public cases of kids you know, screaming, hey, I'm not eligible, I'm eligible. Well, that's been the rule for a year now, and it's finally got a little bit of teeth, and you know, you gotta got to have some backbone to it. You know, transfer once, that's fine. Transfer twice, you, you know, you need to you need to sit. It means you didn't do your homework the first time. You transfer. Yeah, well, it, it's interesting to me that, you know, uh, first year, Deion Sanders, for example, and almost most of his team ended up being excused, if you want to call it. But is there... Not only do you have to sell the kid to get him to the school in the first place, but now you have to continue to sell him to keep him there so that he doesn't go into a transfer portal again. Well, it's just then, an amazing. And then the other part you got to do is, just, you know, with this world of social media, um, the outside voices that are contacting the kid that you know nothing about. I mean, we we had it's no secret we lost some kids this this past uh, this past January and February, and you know, leave the coach's office and they're good to go, and two hours later they're in the portal. It's you know? amazing. So it's like. You know, come on, like it's, uh, um, but it, you know, it's it's where we are right now. It's, uh, you know, it's the immediate. It's make it work. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if you want to, if you will cut some guys or run some guys off, then you can't complain that others are poaching your roster. It's just, um, it's creating a lot of, a lot of ill will across the board. A few years ago, you mentioned something earlier. A few years ago, yes, I did. I read a book, Bo Schambleckler's book. It was mostly a business design, but. Back in those, and there weren't any pictures in it too, sure. so I really had to struggle with that. But one of the things Bo said is, at my school, you know, if you had Dan Deardorff or you had Mike Ken, you had so you had to get better than those guys in order for you to get on the field. And even though you were a freshman All-American, it didn't matter. You weren't going to play unless you beat out the guy in front of you. Now, if you don't play, you're going to leave. So it's a different philosophy than what, like I said, you you, you and I yeah. grew up in a different era. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, 
I think you'll, you know, the one thing we'll agree on in our life together, um, football's a great game in terms of you know if the person in front of you is better or not. Maybe now with all the spread, maybe receivers, it's a little bit more like basketball. But, you know, if you're an interior seven guy, you know if that guy's better than you. And so you got to get better yourself if you want to play. Um, I think kids, you know, everybody wants to be the face and they want to play, and then they don't really understand what that means. And uh, it's all it's all about the process and it's all about developing. And, you know, what we did in the portal. I mean, we had to get older because we lost older guys. Um, and that's, you know, it's the nature of the beast. Well, Dave's here. He's he's a lot older now than, than what he used to be. Talk a little bit about the Sun Belt itself, you know, with those new members last year and making a very – Interesting impression. Southern Miss goes uh, to the re- Super Regionals in baseball. You've got some football uh, changes that, that are taking place. Uh, what, what's your position right now in terms of the Sun Belt? You know, it's it's a great league. And, Kenley, what we focused on really since about April or May of last year is we, we focused on ourselves. Um, we didn't have a very good You're pretty good at focusing year. just on you. I've, and, I've heard uh, that. Yeah, we wish. And, uh, but, but we didn't have a very good competitive year last year. The year before, we had probably a record-setting year. Um, you can't handle the ebbs and flows like that. But the reality of it is we all, across the board, all our teams need to get better. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of the work these guys put in all summer. Uh, basketball kids, soccer kids, volleyball kids. We've had a number of kids here all summer getting better. And so hopefully we're a little bit older. we got pieces. We've added some people with our different teams. And hopefully better because uh, – you know, like I said, we, we, uh, there's, a, there's a sour taste in everybody's mouth about the competitive year we had last year. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the, uh, the playoff. You're a part of the committee for that, uh, what your role and responsibility is, and, and are we ever going to get that thing figured out? Yeah, you're not going to ever get it figured out. I'm, I'm actually not on it. Uh, my, term is, my term is over, but uh, it, it'll always be a, a point of controversy, and, and, uh, especially when you're chasing the, the revenue that's, that's you know, there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good for college football to expand it. It's good to add teams. Um, you know, nobody wants to see the team, same teams in the in the final two, the final four, the final eight. Um, there's always a chance for, you know, that upstart. That's what we love about basketball with March Madness. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, the conference alignment stuff has got to kind of slow down and, and kind of resolve itself, but I'm not sure it ever really will, you know. And so um, it's, it's the world we're in now, and, you know, you just you adjust to it and, and, and make it work. Did you ever think we would see – Something happened like the Pac-12, what's happened to them yeah, out there? Crazy, isn't it? I mean, think about the Rose Bowl. We've all probably yeah. college football fans, 4 o'clock, New Year's Day, we're watching the Rose Bowl. Where, 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 where is that? Um, well, the Pac-4. It's, it's a yeah, great conference you know, with, with all four teams that are going to be a part of it. You know, the ACC talking about adding, adding uh, Stanford and, uh, and uh, Cal. I always laugh at App. We, uh, we had field hockey, and we're one of the school, few schools in the southeast um, in south of Virginia that had field hockey and we laughed because we played in the, what was called the Norpac and the Nor part was uh, us Davidson, Longwood and I, I can't remember the fourth but a Virginia school the pack part of it was Cal Pacific, Stanford and somebody else so it was cool every other year Stanford and Cal are coming you know, to play a home field hockey game the reality of it is, is we had to go out there and play those teams and, you know, and so I've laughed with this conversation about Stanford and Cal and you're not going to charter your volleyball team. You're not going to charter your golf team. Um, yeah. I don't think, um, you know, from an expense standpoint. So, you got a kid. You got kids on both sides of the equation. They're going to spend a lot of time in these major hub airports, while quote unquote getting a, a college degree. And you know, having been in this business a little bit, I got some friends on the left coast, and you know, there are a lot of 
you, know, you think about those schools that are going to the Big Ten. They got they got great tradition and you know sports Harper that we probably don't spend a lot of time on, but water polo and you know uh, tennis, tennis, golf, yeah, yeah. you know uh, swimming, track. diving, track. And uh, and the reality of it is is that those kids you know they want to play those teams up and down the coast. They don't want to go to New Jersey and you know compete. And so there's still a lot of this that's got to get dissolved. Uh, you know probably the the smart thing, the easiest thing. The less complicated thing to be would say hey, we're gonna have a, a football league and then everybody else figures it out. People always forget that the majority of schools that, that play NCAA sports are state-supported institutions, and there's a little thing called Title IX and federal funding and yeah, institutional yeah. funding that at some point somebody's gonna raise their hand and say this needs to go, you know, be a part well, of the conversation. Where does, where does Georgia State fit in all of this? And uh, you know, the new future is: do we have a three or a five-year crystal ball to let us know what's going on? Yeah, you know. At the end of the day, we're pretty comfortable where we are. Um, you know, what we got to do is, is we got to build engagement. You know, we, we probably have the best student crowd tonight we've had. We put a lot of time and effort. Um, a lot of it doesn't get on social media, and a lot of it doesn't get, you know, people don't get to see it. But there's been a lot of work all summer across campus to make this, you know, first football game. And, and, and you see the, the manifestation of the work. But we got a number of people in this game, you know, sitting in the stands tonight that, you know, don't buy tickets. And, uh, you know, but they won't talk about how much they love Georgia State and they want to be a part of it. Hey, you know, and there's always a chicken and egg. Well, you got to win more. I, I, you know, so it's it's a never-ending argument, never-ending circus. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, this is your school. This is your, you know, your your opportunity to to, to to spend time with people you went to school with and you know and and have those relationships and bring others to the to the table. You know, um, so. Charlie, appreciate it. Appreciate you stopping by, and uh, fingers crossed we come out and play really well in the second half and wrap this first yeah. game up. We got it. Darren, Darren's got to refocus like you did those first three drives, and you know, candidly, we uh, we got to get some stops on third down, right? So, yep. All right, appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. All right, that's Georgia State's director of athletics, Charlie Cobb. Appreciate him stopping by here for a few minutes. Our first halftime show here in the 2023 season. 21-14, Georgia State in the locker room leading the Rams of Rhode Island. Back to take a look at our first-half stats and highlights coming up after this timeout. Two-minute break here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusop Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit NGPG.org. 
Org slash black and blue. Opportunities are often found in the most unexpected places. Hello, this is Matt Nix with Duplicating Products, your local Canon, Savin, and HP dealer. After 48 years in business, we've seen a lot of opportunities along with some pretty big challenges. Sometimes they're one and the same. If you have an opportunity for a new business partner or a current challenge in your office, turn to us at Duplicating Products. We'll do everything possible to deliver the best solution and an honest partnership. Call us at 770-532-9932. Send us online at duplicatingproducts.com. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, halftime, 21-14, Georgia State leading Rhode Island. Healing and protecting your heart isn't a one-person job. It takes a team. And at Northside Hospitals, Heart Institute, 75 physicians have come together now at over 50 locations across the state of Georgia. Northside Hospital, Heart Institute, excellence at heart. Time now to hear highlights from that first half. Georgia State again winning the coin toss. They've got a 21-14 lead, and they got off to a very, very quick start. As a matter of fact, they scored on the first drive on the fourth play, a four-play, 76-yard drive, and just 124. Darren Granger connecting to Robert Lewis on this touchdown pass down the middle from 38 yards out. Granger back, three steps back, and a throw across the middle. Got Lewis. It is caught. Touchdown, Georgia State. 38 yards. Darren Granger. His second pass of the season from 38 yards out to Lewis, and the Panthers strike quickly. Point after attempt by Rickman was good. 7-0 Georgia State. Rhode Island's Ty Groff, the freshman, missed a 28-yard field goal. Georgia State on their next possession, a 12-play drive. They got all the way down to the 1, and the handoff went to Marcus Carroll. Second and goal now from the 1. Handed off to Carroll, and he's in the end zone for the touchdown. Georgia State, 13 to nothing with 4.15 to go. No question about who would get the ball on that carry after the previous run, Marcus Carroll barreling into the end zone. Georgia State, a 14 nothing lead at the end of the first half. Rhode Island got on the board on a 12-play drive. Kasim Hill, 20 yards to John Irby to make it 14-7. Panthers would answer a six-play drive. Darren Granger, again, right down the middle of the field, 42 yards on this play to Talik Williams. Play action. Granger going to look to throw. Got a man down the middle. Talik Williams caught. Touchdown, Georgia State. 42 yards. Darren Granger to Talik Williams right down the middle of the field of the Panthers. Strike again, their third touchdown of the night. Second through the air, and the Panthers have a 20 to 7 lead over the Rams. Kasim Hill, 15 yards to Gabe Sloat on a five play, 30 yard drive to make it 21 14. That's where we are here at halftime. And uh, if you want to look at the stats, Hill was 13, excuse me, 15 of 23 for 177 yards. He had two touchdowns and a, a single interception, 65% of his completions. Silas had three receptions for 30 yards. He was the leader. Gabe Sloat had five receptions. I'm sorry, these are rushes. I'm sorry, I've got the wrong side here. Uh, Five rushes, 17 yards for him. Farrell had one for 14 yards. Quarterback Hill had five for six total yards. Griffin had one and uh, no gain for him. 18 rushes, 64 yards. Leading receiver was Sumner's boy. He had six receptions, 88 yards there. Uh, The long being a 40-yarder. 
Savage had four for 17 yards. Irby had three, one of those being a touchdown. He had a total of 38 yards in the first half. And Sloat had two for 34 yards, and one of those was a touchdown as well. 15 receptions, 177 yards, two touchdowns there, and that's for the Rhode Island Rams. For the good guys, Darren Granger was 14 of 15, 170 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Good first half, but as Charlie was saying there uh, at the halftime interview, um, our last two drives ended up with punts, so hopefully we'll be able to uh, alleviate that pressure and be able to get the ball back in the end zone. Marcus Carroll had 10 carries for 30, uh, excuse me, 55 yards. Darren Granger had four carries for four yards. We had a total of three rushers with 15 carries, 58 yards on the ground. That was a staple for the George Stanthers last year. 100, 200, somehow even more than 200 yards in the first half. Receiving, here's where we made a difference. Robert Lewis had five receptions for 74 yards. Talik Williams had two for 52 yards and a touchdown. Carter had two for 20 yards. Cradle had two for 12. Marcus Carroll had two for eight yards. And Thompson had one reception for four yards, 14 total receptions, 170 total yards, two touchdowns. So we're getting ready for the start of the second half. Obviously, not much of a scoreboard tonight other than to tell you that uh, next week's opponent, UConn, is playing at NC State. So Rick said that was 7-7 at last check. The long kickoff by McAllister to Sloat. Fair catch signaled for at the 5. It'll come out to the 25-yard line. And that's where the Rams will have the ball to start the third quarter here at Atlanta. Well, fair catch at the 6-yard line by Sloat. So they'll take it on the right hash. 25-yard line. Looks like uh, Deion Silas will be the running back. Irby is out there, along with Summers on the left-hand side. And Brock Rourke, the tight end, is on the right-hand side. Far hash for Kasim Hill. Hill's going to throw on the first play, and it's going to be caught by Savage. He'll step out of bounds just beyond the 30-yard line, up to about the 33. That should be about a 7- or an 8-yard gain. Second down coming up. It is 8 yards. Second and 2 now for Rhode Island. Yeah, Shamir McCollum on the Panther left side had his hands up in the air. Hill had to go around it, but he did make that uh, nice throw in a reception. They're going to run the football right up the middle with Silas. He will pick up the first down, running behind right tackle and right guard. He's not big in stature, but he is strong. Yeah, he's tough to bring down. He keeps his feet moving, and he's low to the ground anyway, so you're grabbing him around the chest, not the legs, and he ends up getting the first down. Hill going to throw down the middle, wide open, Savage at the 40, 35-30, 25-20, and this is a one-point ball game. Savage somehow got behind the safeties was wide open, 63-yard touchdown pass play from Hill to Savage. Mix up in the secondary. Savage, the old Dominion transfer. Safety went too far to the outside, and Savage running a post route. It was really a go. He catches it about the 40-yard line, and it is a race to the goal line in which he is very successful. 21-20, so Rhode Island Rams have not given up at all. They took that momentum in at halftime and first possession here. Four plays later, they've got themselves a touchdown. 
Groff on for the PAT. Snap ball down. The kick is up, and it is good. And we are tied at 21 here in Atlanta. What a way for Rhode Island to come out here in the second half. Yeah. Great job. I think they had the whatever that knowing in your knower is when they go on knowing they're going to get the ball back and being able to move the ball successfully on every drive there in the first half and carrying that over into the second half with the touchdown. We've got a tie ball game. We sure do. Three plays, 75 yards. We're tied at 21. Media timeout. We're going to take it with them. Back at 60 seconds from Atlanta, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusab Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, Georgia State, Rhode Island, tied at 21. Tonight's game presented by the folks at Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Center Park, a community-minded credit union. I gave that stat right before we went to break. Harper, three plays, 75 yards in 48 seconds, and we're tied at 21. I'll tell you one thing Rhode Island has impressed me with is their ability in game one to be able to pick up the blitz. We have rushed and brought guys. We brought safeties. We brought corners. We brought inside and outside linebackers. We've gone with all of our defensive line, and we've only had two sacks. And We've been close on a couple others, but I think that uh, Hill has done a terrific job of buying himself just enough time to get rid of the football. Their uh, third down statistics are very impressive, right? They're 10 of 12. We're 4 of 6. But either way, he's just done a terrific job. You know, a guy in his seventh year which should be able to recognize that. He threw a couple away. He didn't have any uh, grounding, intentional grounding penalties, but uh, he has done a great job of, of uh, getting the ball to the right guy and creating some havoc here for the Panther defense. Will Johnson set to kick it away. It'll come to... Robert Lewis at the five. He's going to return it 10, 15, 20, 25. Gets caught in a pack of blue and white jerseys and dropped at about the 27-yard line. That's where Darren Granger and Georgia State will start here on their first possession in quarter number three. Game tied at 21, 14.06 to go. Granger so far 14 of 15 in the air, 172 touchdowns. Well, we had some big holes offensively in between the tackles in the first quarter. Marcus Carroll was able to find those and has some big plays. Let's hope that we can uh, recreate that. 
Marcus in now at running back. First down from the 28-yard line is actually where they put it. They fake the handoff, throw over to the far side to Lewis is complete. Good for about a three-yard pickup. Second down and seven coming up now for Georgia State. 13:55 at a turning clock, third quarter. Yeah, that throw to Lewis. He was in between the bottom of the numbers and the sideline. He had to wait for that ball just a little bit and allowed the defensive back to uh, catch up to him and uh, get him to the ground, second down. Cradle the wide out near side. Lewis and Williams to the far side. Here's the snap on second down. Blitz. Pressure. Granger now running zigzag side to side. He gets tripped up across the 30. He may have got a yard out of that unless they put it back down at the line of scrimmage. Looks like he may have picked up a couple. And it's second down, make that third down and five now for the Panthers. They're going to put the ball down at the 33-yard line. Johnny Alvarado, number 35, linebacker, he's a junior, ends up getting through untouched, forces Darren out of the pocket, changes the play concept right from the get-go. We're able to pick up one yard line, one yard out of that, but uh, not anything additional. Georgia State, third down at five. They're four of six on third down opportunities. Rhode Island, though, playing with a ton of confidence right now. Here's the snap to Granger. Pressure. Granger unloads, and it's going to be knocked up in the air. No good. It was into double coverage intended for Robert Lewis. On the coverage there, Saeed Gibbs, a redshirt freshman from Everett, Massachusetts. And Jordan Colbert, the two of them together were able to make it very difficult for Robert to get that ball. It was a 50-50 ball anyways, and uh, we don't get it. Cade Loggins on to punt the football. Gabe Sloat standing back at the Rhode Island 25-yard line. Sloat had a real nice return. On that one punt with about three and a half minutes left to go. Line drive kick. Really nice kick by Loggins. Sloat backs up into the, inside the 20, but he's going to return it across the 25. And a stiff arm as he gets close to the 30-yard line. Nice return there by Sloat. Yeah, the kick backed him up. He was uh, inside the 20-yard line when he got it. But he had a nice return. He bought himself some additional time. Gets to the outside, and they'll mark it just at the 30-yard line is that's where Rhode Island will take over with 12 minutes and 29 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Jordan Benzial, John Trey Hunter in, in at those inside linebacker spots, the outside rush. I see Kevin Swint down there, Jalen Tate in it, one of the safety spots over here on the near side, bright Keith Brown in one of the corners. Jeremiah Johnson, the other safety. Pringle, the other corner on the far side. Sure, Kasim Hill now after that last touchdown pass is going to be looking downfield. Shifts the running back. Silas over to his left. And a handoff will go to Silas running to the far sideline. He will turn upfield and run out of bounds. Run out of bounds, a gain of three. Stations on our radio network, top of the hour. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. You're listening to Georgia State Football on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. Three minutes gone here in the third quarter, second and six from the 34 now. 
The handoff. It's actually going to be a keeper. A little bit of a miscommunication. You couldn't tell whether Silas really thought he was going to take the ball or Sims was going to keep Jordan Venzi out. Good read on it. Yeah, it was a late pull. He was going to give it to Silas and ends up keeping it at the last minute, pulling it back. Silas thought he was going to get to keep it. Silas now coming out of the ball. Gabe Slope will come back in here on this third and six. Rhode Island 10 for 12 on their third down opportunities. Again, Sloat in it running back, ball at the 35. Here's the snap, throwing downfield, and it's going to be incomplete. Quickly looking around, no flag on the coverage that time. Gavin Pringle, the intended receiver, was Marquise Buchanan. Yeah, Buchanan and Pringle both got their feet tangled up at about the 35-yard line. Buchanan looking for a penalty flag, but there was no contact other than just uh, they tripped each other up. Pringle a little slow getting up, but he's going to come off the field. Going to be replaced by number 21, JT Jackson, excuse me. Jakari Carter back deep for Georgia State, one of the new faces, the transfer from Merrimack College in Massachusetts, awaiting the punt from Devin Walter, the freshman. High snap, and blocked it's blocked! Ball straight up in the air. It's going to bounce at the 40-yard line, and it's going to be recovered by big number 67, Jordan Riendo. But the Panthers are going to have great, great field position. Is that Jeremiah Johnson that got it? We'll have to I'll try tell you and what, take that, a look at a replay. There's a, there's, a, there's a flag. I better not see a roughing the kicker because they took the ball off his foot. Roughing the kicker. Goodness gracious, there's no way. What a break for the Rams. Tough break for Georgia State. Well, Sean Elliott is at the top of the numbers. Our referee, Marshall Lewis, over there visiting with him. And if, if I'm Sean Elliott, I'm, and he, I guess he's saying he didn't block the kick. Yes, he did. Sure looked like he blocked it. What else would have caused that ball to go straight up in the air? It was bouncing around the 30-yard line, and Jordan Riendo ends up bouncing on top of the football. So a break for the Rams, Harper. They now get the ball up at the 49, their own 49-yard line, first and 10. Unbelievable. Isn't it? So here comes Rhode Island. Ball game tied at 21 here in the third quarter. Snap on the way to Kasim Hill. Hill steps up in the pocket. He's gonna he's gonna get rid of it as he gets hit. Completes the pass on the far sideline to Slope, who gets run out of bounds by John Trey Hunter, right in front of the Rhode Island sideline. Once again, we are so close with our pressure, but both of the outside edges end up going past. The quarterback, they go wide and, uh, and behind him. Hill ends up stepping up into the pocket, and there's nobody there to replace the defensive pressure, and he's able to get the slot out in the flat. He's able to pick up four additional yards. Ball's on the 46. Second down and six. Ball the far hash. Kasim Hill out of the shotgun. Two steps back. He's looking. Going to throw to the far sideline, just throws it away. Closest ram in the vicinity was 89, the tight end Brady Rourke, and there's no way he was getting to that football. Yeah, I thought he was going to go to Gabe Sloat, who was 
running a little angle route. He goes like he's going to go to the outside, then sets his feet and breaks it over the middle. He was open, but the ball was already in the air. Kevin Swint runs to the sideline. Shamar McCullum, the Wake Forest transfer, sprints onto the field for Georgia State. Tony McCray Jr. as well on the field for the Panthers. Third down and six from the 46. As Irby in motion here to the near side. Pressure coming, throws across the middle, caught by Summers. And Summers stays on his feet, picks up a first down across the 35 to the 34. Catero Summers, 6-3-2-13, a grad student from Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Summers and Irby both get off the ball, go down the field, and almost cross paths with one another and create some havoc, which the cornerbacks and the DB, they, who do I have? Because there's a different responsibility if they cross over. And that's how Summers was open on that play. They ended up double covering Irby. And a first down there for the Rams. Ball at the 35. They're going to hand it off to Silas. And he will run in behind right tackle. Good for about a three-yard gain, maybe four, before he's hit there by Jordan Venziel. Actually, they're going to say only two. It's second down and eight at the Georgia State 33-yard line. Hunter comes out. Kevin Swint back on the field now for the Panthers. Shamar McCullum hits over to the Georgia State sideline. Irby and Summers, the wideouts here to the near side. Darius Savage, far side now for Kasim Hill. And Silas stays in the ball game. He's a tough cookie. Here's the snap. They're going to hand him the football. In behind right tackle. Plows across the 30. From the 33 down to about the 29 or the 28-yard line, Josiah Robinson, one of the inside linebackers for Georgia State on the tackle. Josiah read that ball well. As soon as the snap was made, he ends up getting at the line of scrimmage. And Silas does a good job of keeping his feet moving, falling forward for a couple yards. He comes out of the ball game now. Sloat replaces him. He's to the right side of Hill, the quarterback. Third down and three. 11 of 14 on third down opportunities for Hill and the Rams. Here's the snap. Two steps back. Here's the pass. Caught. And Summers stays on his feet at the 25, at the 20, at the 15, at the 10. He will go into the end zone and score a touchdown. Georgia State somehow could not get a hand on Katero Summers, and he scores from 28 yards out, zigzagging all over the field, and Rhode Island has taken their first lead of the ballgame, 27-21. Amazing job of keeping his feet, his balance, and separation from what appeared to be seven different Panthers that would have had a chance to get him. It's just a simple little out route. It's a five-yard completion. They would have gotten the first down. But then he turns it back to the inside, and there's at least three or four Panthers. He goes from one end of the field, one side of the field, the north or the east to the west, and he's able to make the touchdown there and pick it up in the lead now with, uh, with Rhode Island. On to attempt the point after is Ty Groff. 27-21, Rhode Island now leading Georgia State with 8.02 to go. Will Johnson the holder. Here's the snap, ball is down, the kick is up, and it is good. Line drive right through the uprights. Rhode Island. 
has come back to take a 28-21 lead over Georgia State, 8-0-2, remaining here in the third quarter. We'll give you the drive stats coming up after this timeout. 60-second break from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. 80, 85, 90, 95? No, that's not the temperature outside. That's inside your house if your AC dies. How well do you think you'll sleep that night? Hi, this is Brooke from Conditioned Air Systems, and if you want a good night's sleep all the time, call Conditioned Air Systems for a complete tune-up by one of our certified technicians. That way, when the temperature goes up, it will only be outside. Call 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, quite a third quarter. Rhode Island is 12 of 15 on third down opportunities. I keep harping on that because that's how they're keeping their offense on the field. And they just put together a nine-play drive, 70 yards, 427 off the clock, 28-yard touchdown pass, if you want to call it that. It was a pass play to Katero Summers, who Georgia State, for some reason, just could not bring down. And by the time he zigzagged all over the field, he was in the end zone. And it's a 28-21 lead now for Rhode Island. Tonight's game presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Center Park, a community-minded credit union. Well, I'm not setting the panic flag in gear yet, but uh, with eight minutes and, and two seconds, left to go here in the third quarter it's time to turn it back on offensively that's that's just, just a must right now we, we've got to be able to match their touchdowns and get a stop on defense unfortunately that that stop that we had on the previous drive uh, was nullified because of a uh, roughing the kick we blocked the kick and they did not review it but uh, that was a, a big change of pace and then there was a penalty at the end of the first half to give Rhode Island, excellent field position. We added 15 yards to a pretty nice punt return because of a penalty. So we haven't had a lot of penalties, but the ones that we've had have been uh, crucial so far. But uh, time for the Panthers to respond and to do so positively. Looks like Robert Lewis will be the one to turn that on first. Will Johnson will kick it away. It'll take a bounce. And let, let it go. It'll yep. go out of bounds. That ball bounced at the five. Right about where the numbers were and was headed out of bounds. It looked like Robert was going to pick it up before it went out of bounds, but he did not. He went to cover it up. So the Panthers will get an extra couple yards. We'll take over first and 10 at the 35. Well, Georgia State led this ball game 21-14 at halftime. They've been outscored 14-0 here in the second half. And it's now 28-21 Rhode Island. Georgia State will... Start this drive from their own 35-yard line, left to right across your radio dial. Well, we were ahead 14-0, Dave. Yep. 14-0 at the end of the first quarter. 
Two wide to the far side. Marcus Carroll in the backfield. Cradle the wide out here near side. They're going to hand it off. And it's going to, oh, going to be a keeper there by Darren. And he did not fool the tackler there for the Rams. And that was 31 Brent Jackson, the graduate student out of Denton, Texas. Did pick up three. It's second down and seven. Near hash. Snap to Granger. He's going to hand it and going to fake the handoff. Granger, nice a lot keeper. of room to run on the keeper. Picks up the first down. Kind of hit the, got hit kind of in an awkward way. Hit in the back. But he runs all the way into Rhode Island territory to the 46-yard line. 16-yard gain on the scamper there by Darren Granger. And two wide to the near side. Carter and Cradle. And the Panthers want to, well, I was going to say keep it on the ground. They fake the handoff, make the pass on a slant route from the far side to Robert Lewis. Holds on to the football. Another Georgia State first down inside the 30 on a 20-yard pass play. That'll put the ball right now at the 28-yard line. Excellent grab there by Robert. Quick little in route. Now the handoff is going to go to Marcus Carroll. He'll run in behind left tackle and pick up, oh, I don't know, four, five yards on the play. We're inside of seven minutes to go here in the third quarter. Well, he keeps his feet, and he's, uh, he's into the next level. He's got tripped up. I think that was number 35. and ends up being... Uh, Johnny Alvarado, we've, we've mentioned his name here before. He comes out of the ball game, actually. Granger going to hand it off Carroll. Marcus got room. Go. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Georgia State. Marcus Carroll. He wears number 23. It's a 23-yard touchdown run for Marcus Carroll and Georgia State. And the Panthers are a point after attempt away. And there's a flag on the field, but they're a PAT away from tying this football game. Georgia State really wanted to come out and show their ability to get that ball downfield and get downfield quickly. Well, the referees are looking over at the Rhode Island bench, so I'm wondering what on earth happened. The, the penalty's at the 12-yard line. So you're going to call holding there in the end zone? There was nobody around. Well, the referee, Marshall Lewis, signaling touchdown. Liam Rickman. Well, his unfortunately, his uh, microphone isn't working. Yep. So we didn't get a chance to hear it. But evidently, another Georgia State touch. Uh, excuse me, another Georgia State penalty there. 28-27. Kate Loggins will hold. Liam Rickman for the PAT. Snap ball down. Kick is up, and it is good. Wasting no time. Comes back, puts together a five-play drive. All the plays on the ground except one to Robert Lewis. They go 65 yards in those five plays at a minute 41. And they have tied this football game at 28-6-21 to go third quarter. Media timeout here in Atlanta. We'll take it with them back in 60 seconds. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. 
Lusop Kia in Cumming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. 6.21 to go third quarter here in Atlanta. Ball game tied at 28, Georgia State and Rhode Island. Again, a five-play drive, 65 yards, 141. That drive really came across as, all right, you want to you want to play this? Let me show you how quickly we can get down the field and score. Yeah, I think there was a real change of momentum there from uh, the sideline of the Panthers there where I think uh, amongst themselves, they kind of policed that drive themselves. And so let's do what we need to do to get ourselves back in the ball game. And they, they answered that call. Now, I'm not sure if there's going to be a penalty that will be enforced on the kickoff. It looks like it is because the uh, center judge is at the 20-yard line. So... We didn't get to hear what the call was. Our referee tonight, Marshall Lewis, his battery in the microphone. Rick, what's Check, 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 right. check. There we go. We got to, he, see, you got to get Rick, Rick Shaw to take care of it and get the right equipment to the officials. But as you mentioned, Dave, a great response. We needed to do that. Now defensively, we need to carry that over as well, get the ball back, whether it's a three and out or a block punt or whatever we need to do, but uh, Panthers right now are playing with the sense of urgency. Charlotte transfer, Braden McAllister will kick it away. And again, back deep, 22 Randy Jordan, 34 Gabe Slope. High kick, comes to Jordan, just inside the 15, he's gonna bring it back. Across the 20, across the 25, a crunching hit and a flag thrown from all the way back here to the near side. Yeah, that, that flag field judge couldn't have been any further away. Who made that tackle? That was awesome right there. Was that uh, Terrell Gordon? So safety, number 15? Yeah. Goodness gracious. Well, you decide to return it. You get it to the, what, 27 or 28, and now with the flag, we're looking at a hold, block in the back. Number 14, the return team. 10-yard penalty sets from the spot of the foul. First down. So good net there for the Panthers. So it'll back the Rams up inside the 20 to the 16-yard line. Good coverage here by the Panthers on the kickoff. Gabe Sloat will be the running back here on this on this drive at least for first down he will be so with the penalty ball spotted back at the 16 first down 
Game tied at 28 here in Atlanta, Georgia State and Rhode Island. Here's Double the snap, tights. and it's going to be a handoff to Sloat. He'll run in behind right tackle. Good job blocking for him as he keeps plowing forward. Awfully close to a first down. I think he picked up eight or nine on the play. Just shy of that first down marker. It'll be second down and two with inside of six to go here in the third quarter. What a run. Yeah, they had double tights along the right-hand side, and Panthers just couldn't get outside contained. Sloat just ends up right in behind a pulling guard. Nine-yard pickup. And he comes out of the ball game. Looks like Silas is back in. Silas is back in, shifts over now to the left of Hill. Play action, they fake the handoff. They're gonna throw over here to the near side. Ball is caught by Brady Rourke, the tight end, running a crossing pattern play route, and he is run out of bounds right at the 50-yard line. That correction, that was 88. Kevin Schaefer, not 89. So Schaefer comes up with a big play. Both 88 and 89 are in there. They're running double tights over here to the near side. Nice little drag route there by Schaefer. He starts on the right-hand side and goes across the field right about between the hash and the numbers on the other side of the field. Hill hits him perfectly, and he's able to get the ball out to the 50-yard line, 25-yard gain. First down right at the 50. Low snap. They're going to keep the ball with Silas, and he uses that right hand. Flag thrown back at the 50-yard line. Holding offense number 89. 10-yard penalty. Repeat first down. The penalty goes against the tight end, Brady Rourke. Jaden McKenzie on the carry. He's a graduate student. First time we've seen him tonight. Yeah, he played. He was in on the last play, but uh, that was that pass. Much bigger back. Looks more like a tight end. So the 10-yard penalty will put the ball back at the Rhode Island 40-yard line. We're inside of five minutes to go here in the third quarter. Georgia State and Rhode Island tied at 28. Trips to the right with Gabe Sloat back in the ball game. Gabe next to his quarterback on the left-hand side of Hill. The dangerous Katero Summers over here to the near side. Bright Keith Brown draws that assignment. Empty backfield now as they stick four wide over on the right wing. Running, throwing. It is caught by oh, in and out of the hands of Gabe Slope. Good coverage on the far side there by John Trey Hunter. Completely agree. John Trey as a linebacker basically at the flat. And that's where Slope was. Hill with the four-man rush needed to get out of the pocket and just wants to get the ball out to, to Slope. Bounces off his fingertips for an incomplete pass. Now it's second and 20 from the 40-yard line, four and a half to go here in the third quarter. Sloat lines up again on the backfield. Just to the left of Hill. Hill, a redshirt senior from Washington. Granted the extra year, he's in his seventh season and he is playing like a veteran. He has to throw that one away. And that'll bring up third down at 20. Good pressure, but not great. They got There's close no to Hill. The quarterback was outside the pocket. They got close to him, forced him out of the pocket, but they aren't able to get to him when they need to when they're only bringing four. Do you bring five here? Do you bring six to force a quick pass? They're excellent at running these little drag routes, and Hill does a very good job of finding the open receiver in the middle of the field where the coverage allows for it. 
three wide far side at Savage, Buchanan, and Irby. Summers the wide out here to the near side. Sloat in the backfield. Third down and 20. He's going to call timeout. They are 12 of 15 on third down opportunities. Play game. Offense. Oh, Five yard penalty. Remains third down. Yeah, we've got a problem here. We'll see whether or not they they called timeout before before the flag. There is no foul for delay game. Yeah. First charge timeout, Rhode Island. This will be a 30-second timeout. You, you mentioned his maturity, or at least a guy that looks like he's a seasoned veteran. He didn't even, Hill just said, I think you could hear that, folks, uh, on the radio. He, when the referee turned his mic on, he goes, hey, did you see I called timeout? And he went straight over to the sideline, even though the referee said there was a penalty flag. So he let them figure it out, and they're going to take their time. We're going to stay here, it looks like. So Panthers, with a third and 20, haven't done a great job on third down here this evening. Prior to this possession, Rhode Island is 12 of 15 on third downs. That's exceptional, especially in a first game. They're back on the field, and they'll, they'll come with Deion Silas as their running back. Two receivers presently on the right-hand side, a tight end, and the other receiver, that's number four, Darius Savage, on the left. Snap coming up on third down. They're going to go and hand the football off. Silas has got room, and he'll get crunched as he gets across the 45 to the 46, and that will bring up fourth down now for Rhode Island. So the punting unit will come on for the Rams. Three Panthers in there on the tackle, including Shamar McCollum. And back deep is Jakari Carter now for Georgia State. So my question to you, Dave, is do you go after it again? You couldn't have blocked the punt any cleaner than what you just did on that last punt attempt. Or do you just uh, let them punt and, and take over? High snap, spiraling kick from Devin Walter. Jakari Carter will catch it as momentum will run him out of bounds at about the 12. And that is where Georgia State will have the football with 3.36 to go. Keeping an eye on the college football scoreboard, the UConn Huskies will be here in Atlanta on Saturday, September the 9th. Right now they are at home actually with NC State. Third quarter, 8.41 to go in that one. NC State leading UConn 10-7. Well, we're tied at 28 here with 3.36 to go. Worst field possession to open a drive here of the evening for the Panthers. The ball's at the 12. Again, left to right here in the third quarter. Talik Williams in motion. Hand it off, and it's going to be a run play right behind left tackle there for Marcus Carroll. That'll be good for about three yards, maybe four, and they will give him four. They're going to call it second and six. That'll move the ball up to the 16-yard line, right under or out of the shotgun behind center Avery Reese. Here's the snap, and they're going to run it again with Marcus Carroll, trying to plow it right up the middle, soften up that interior D line a little bit. 
And that'll be good for about another three or four yards. Third down and two now for Georgia State. The Panthers four of seven in their third down opportunity so far. Good push on these first two plays by the offensive line. Pretty simple. We're just going to run in between the tackle. We're going to go behind Travis Glover. Chris Bird has to switch now. Snap coming up on third down and two. Granger hands it off. Marcus ah. Carroll and... He got hit right away in the backfield by 27, Emmanuel Gomes. Gomes. Still, still tried to squirt forward, but it's going to bring up fourth down and two now, and the Panthers will send the punting unit and Cade Loggins onto the field. Yeah, Gomes ends up showing blitz really late and uh, was not picked up. He was in the backfield. Marcus did the best job he could to try to avoid him, but uh, to no avail. Got barely back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe made a foot or the length of the football, but forces a punt now. Fourth and two from the 20. Here's the snap to Loggins. Just gets it away. Nice spiraling kick. Boy, that's a great kick. Slope backpedaling, and that ball is going to roll out of bounds inside the 30, right around the 25-yard line. Cade Loggins, another really nice punt. 52 yards there unofficially. And so Rhode Island will have the football. It looks like at their own 28-yard line with a minute 54 to go here in the third quarter. Georgia State and Rhode Island in the season opener right now tied at 28 points apiece. Panthers get out to a 14-0 lead quickly in that first quarter, but Rhode Island and their ability to keep their offense on the field. Yeah, we couldn't stop them. Yep. Every possession, they, they had it. A field goal that they missed, and we had interception in the end zone. So they've, they've, they've moved the ball very well. They've got 411 yards of total offense. Play action now. Hill going to step up, going to dump it off to Sloat. Sloat 35-40. Hit run out of bounds in the Georgia State sideline. He went out of bounds, they're going to say, at the 43. Impressed with the flag. Here is the flag of the play. Yep. Offense, number 78, 10-yard penalty. Repeat first down. So along that offensive line, Lorenzo Thompson, 6'7", 295, redshirt senior out of Syracuse, New York. Looks like Anthony Bloom was held there right in front of the official. Pretty obvious call, late flag though, didn't come out right away. So a 15-yard pickup ends up being a 10-yard penalty, 25-yard net loss there. Kasim Hill is hobbling yeah. over there and his left knee something yep. happened I don't know if he tweaked it a little bit the backup quarterback Devin Farrell quickly put the helmet on looks like Hill is going to try to stay in the ball game very ginger on his either left ankle or left knee it'll be interesting to see if how he throws with that probably just be a handoff here first down from the 20 he'll throw the football and a oh Picked a pick up. six Intercepted. Gavin Pick Pringle. six, Gavin Pringle. Touchdown, Georgia State. Right place, right time. Hill threw it right in his direction. Pringle's like, look what I got. And runs it easily back into the end zone. Big play, Georgia State now leading it 34-28 late here in the third well, quarter. you got a quarterback that can't plant, and he's going to throw off his front foot, which is his left foot, and he couldn't get in the ground. And so that... That's the worst pass he's thrown probably in three years. It was high and away, and you know he's walking over on the sideline with his helmet off, just uh, disgusted at what that result was. But uh, Devin Pringle in the right place at the right time, as you said, Dave. About a 25-yard pick six. 
that overthrow was intended for Darius Savage, and Pringle just returns that ball 25 yards for a Georgia State touchdown. Point after for Rickman is up, and it is good. And a big play for Georgia State late here in the third quarter has put the Panthers back in the lead over Rhode Island, 35-28. to 28. Big well, the defense Gavin answered Pringle. the call, Dave. You yep. know, when we said the offense needed to, they got the score. And uh, amongst ourselves, we're just saying, what do you need to do on defense to, to just get the ball back? Well, he did the best thing possible. 21-yard nice return officially. They may change that. Video evidence may uh, confirm that it was about a 26-yard. doesn't matter. Devin Pringle, welcome to the ball club. Big play by the transfer from Bucknell, Gavin Pringle. 5'11", 175, a senior originally out of Baltimore. He was looking forward to playing this ball game. We talked to him during practice week. He said he knew a few kids on this Rhode Island team looking forward to get back on the field. So McAllister will kick it away. And Jordan and Sloat back deep. Neither one's going to have a return play on that one. It will bounce on the A in the end zone. And the ball will come out to the 25-yard line. 1.30 to go here in the third quarter. Well, the good news is that you just had a great change of pace defensively. You got to score. That's awesome. The bad news is that you have to go back out on the field. And if you're a Rhode Island Ram right now, the bad news for you is, is my quarterback okay? That's true. Will he come back out here? It looks like he's breaking the huddle, and uh, he is out there. And he's running a lot better than he did just about 45 seconds ago. Well, I'm sure after throwing a pick six, he wants nothing more to the, than to get back out there and make amends. We'll see if Georgia State can slow him down. The big tight end Rourke in motion. Ball at the 25. From the far hash, Silas in a running back. And they're going to hand him the football. He'll get hit from the side. Nice play defensively there for Georgia State. Is that a lead? Abdul Hakim, number 20. I believe that was 29. 29, sorry. One of the new faces on this team. Leach, a transfer from Lehigh. Leach just shot through a rocket right there. We able to get through that line of scrimmage. No gain. Second down and 10 now for Rhode Island. Right in the middle of the field here at Center Park Stadium. Here's the snap. And it's going to be a fake on the handoff. And Hill will try to run straight ahead. Georgia State played it straight all the way. Well, and Shamir somebody McCall. lost a helmet. Now yeah. there's a lot of pushing and shoving going on. Shamir McCallum, oh, what a great job he did of just skating down the line of scrimmage and making contact with the pulling guard to just stymie him. Player that lost the helmet was 75, all CAA player Nick Correa out of Nantucket, Massachusetts. Yeah, he's a big boy. Third down and 10 now as we are in the final 30 seconds here in the third quarter. Fifteen on the play clock. Out of the shotgun, Kasim Hill shifts Sloat now over to his right. 
And they're going to hand slot the football. Big hole right up the middle. Across the 30, up close to the 35. He got it. He may have picked up a first down. He did. That may be the final play here in the third quarter. Just like on their very first drive, no measurement, but uh, the nose of the football. They had to get to the 35-yard line, and they just, the tip of the nose is right there on the closest part of that stripe, and we'll end the third quarter with the seven-point lead, Dave. Georgia State, as we head into the fourth and final quarter here in Atlanta, Georgia State after the Gavin Pringle pick six, leading Rhode Island 35 to 28. Media timeout at the end of the third quarter here. We'll take it with them. We're back in two minutes from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet, But Brooks Law says, don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. Loose Hub Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium here in the Georgia State Radio Network. Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, engineer Rick Shaw, studio engineer producer Jeff Walker. Mike Wofford at our studios in Gainesville. Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ 35-28 here as we head into the final 15 minutes here in the opener. Yeah, a little bit of controversy to start the quarter. I don't know if it was Sean Elliott that uh, addressed it with the uh, referee, but the Sunbelt officials are going to refer to the upstairs view to see whether or not that last play where Gabe Sloat, I thought he was a little bit short, but we're going to find out right now. The referee has his... After review, the run was short of the line to gain and did not make a first down. It would be fourth down and less than one yard to go at the 34-and-a-half-yard line. Well, there you have it. Yeah, when he landed, he slid forward, and then where he stopped is, you know, it's just a natural 
way that anybody would see it. Okay, you're done, and I'm going to put the ball, and it was in his in his uh, belly, if you will, but up around where his shoulders were at the 35-yard line. So they missed it by about a half a yard. I'm glad they corrected it, but now it brings up a fourth down. And by trailing by seven, we haven't seen any short yardage plays. I know they have a couple of double tight situations that they've run pretty successfully, but what do you do here? And it looks like the offensive line is going to come back out. So big chance now again for the Panther defense to really set the pace here. Slope will be next to Mims. Looks like he's going to line up on the right side of it. Or, yep. Two tights, actually three. And a wing. So, so they're going to go for Nine it big bodies, Dave. Yep. Fourth and less than a yard. He'll take the snap under center. They are going to try to draw him off sides, I thought. And no, a big it. push forward. He picked up that first down, no question about that. We talked about the uh, heights and the weights across their offensive line. Big yeah. advantage. 6'7", six, 6'5". Six, uh, everyone except the center was over 300 pounds, and he was 295. So, yeah, absolutely a big big group of guys. Some of them are transfer guys. Is this uh, Mims hurt again? Slow to get up. Now he's going to be okay. Yeah, he'll stay in the ball game. Gabe Sloat in it running back. Summers the wide out here to the near side. Savage wide out far side of the field. Lining up in the slot far side is Irby. So they needed half a yard. They picked up two. So it's first and ten from the 37. Three wide outs, one tight end, one back. Snap on the way. And Hill's going to hand a football off. Sloat going to try to run it straight up the middle. Nothing going there. You know who was right there was Anthony Bloom. And I also saw Kevin Swint as well sneak through. Yeah. Anthony's had a nice game there trying to plug up the middle. Done a good job. And want to welcome Kevin Swint as well. Been around the ball a lot. Love to see uh, Javon Dennis with the big play here. With that switch of the number, he's wearing number eight. What was he, 50, 52, 54, 50? I can't remember what number he was last year. Here's the snap on second down and 10. Hill going to throw. And he's got a man. It's complete to Sloat coming out of the backfield. Gets across the 45, dragged down just shy of the midfield marker by Justin Abraham. He's got some nifty little speed, if you ask me. Because Abraham can fly, and he, he was behind Sloan, makes the catch at about the 39-yard line, turns up the field and gets to the, just past the 45. So it's third and short here for the Rams. You need about a yard and a half on this. Cornerback Isaiah Guy sprinting to get off the field. Third down in a yard, clock running. Still early here in the fourth quarter, 35-28 Georgia State. And it's going to be Keeper. A keeper there by Hill, and he just kind of falls forward. Looks like he got enough. About 18 or 19 of the 22 bodies were all in the middle of the field. A late tuck and a pull by Hill, and he's able to get forward progress. Javon Dennis was the one who knocked him down, but that is a first down. Ball to 47. Well, their numbers on third down conversion continue to be impressive tonight. 
double tights. First down at the 47. And here's the snap. And they're going to hand a football off. Going to be a run play. And Georgia State going to build a wall over here on the near side. Nothing going. Taichi uh, leads for Georgia State. Made the tackle on the carry. Was the running back, Jaden uh, McKenzie. Jane McKenzie. Yeah. McKenzie hasn't had a lot of calls. Just a bigger guy trying to get to the outside. He just doesn't have the same speed. Yeah. Silas is back in the ballgame now for the Rams. It's a losing a yard there on that one. McKenzie does. Second down and 11. Ball at the Rhode Island 46-yard line. Rams left to right here in the fourth quarter. Four wides. And Irby goes in motion out of the far side. Three to the left. Here's the snap to Hill. Got pressure coming. He'll step up, make the throw, and it's caught. Just shy of the first down marker, Jamal Mensa. First time we've called his name tonight. 5'11", redshirt sophomore out of British Columbia up in Canada. And he misses that first down by about a yard and a half. A little delay route where he ends up going up the field about two or three yards, lets everybody clear out, and then he breaks it over the middle. Nice route. About an eight-yard, nine-yard pickup. They still need a little more than a yard, but not two. Isaiah Guy, a redshirt freshman from Ocala, Florida. Bunch formation to the right. Made the tackle. Irby goes in motion here on third down and about a yard. Now Silas switching sides. They're going to hand him the football. He's going to get dragged backwards. They do not convert on third down. Kevin Swin, the Clemson transfer, dragging him backwards. They list Kevin at 6'3". I'm about 6'4", and when I interviewed him after the spring game, I had to look up. He's got to be about 6'5", 6'6", at least. Fourth down and two. Rams going to go for it again. They converted on fourth in the yard moments ago. Same formation, bunch to the right. Three receivers this time, They had, and we're going to call time. Sean Elliott going to use a timeout here with 9.53 to play. First charge timeout, Georgia State. Timeout on the field. And that'll bring the red hat out on the field as well, signaling immediate timeout, so we'll go ahead and take it with him. 9.53 to play in this one. Season opener for Sean Elliott, Georgia State. And they got a battle on their hands right now with the Rhode Island Rams. Georgia State up 35-28. We're back in 60 seconds from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusop Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium in Atlanta. Georgia State football tonight here on the radio network. Made possible in part by Coke Zero Sugar and by Ford. 
moreatford.com. Also by the Georgia State University Alumni Association. 9.53 to go here in the fourth quarter. Well, another one of those tight ends, or excuse me, timeouts that you take from a defensive perspective. Sean Elliott's been doing that since he's been here. I'd rather burn it on a defensive play where we can make a stop and get the ball back. It's the, the worth of it is definitely of value. And as we look at it, it's probably five or six feet that we need to get. Not quite two full yards. Now they ran a sneak last time. There's at least two tight ends coming in. And that's what it looks like right now. They'll have two tight ends to the right, one on the line of scrimmage. That'll be Rourke. Schaefer will be as a wing. And then they've got two receivers out wide to the left-hand side. And Gabe Sloat is to the right-hand side of Hill. Fourth down and two. The double tight ends in motion now to the left side of the line. There's the snap coming up to Hill. They move Sloat over to the left side. They're going to try to draw us off. Hill looking now over to the sideline. Eight seconds on the play clock. And Hill now will audibleize at the line. I'm going to take the snap under center. Nope. Still can't draw anybody off sides. And They'll call timeout. Now Rhode Island will burn a timeout here. LA game, offense, five-yard penalty. Remains fourth down. Well, they're not going to use a timeout. It's a delay of game penalty, as you heard. Okay. <laughs> the center actually moved the ball up about five or six inches. He does it every play. So the ball will be back uh, into Rhode Island territory. It goes from the 45-yard line in Panther territory. Just inside the 50. Yeah. But it's on the Rhode Island side, and our referee wants to speed everything up. That's Marshall Lewis. Pass for both sides to come back onto the field, and here comes the punt. Well, on to punt the football, Devin Walter. Jakari Carter standing back at the 10. High, wobbly kick. Carter will signal for the fair catch, running up just inside the 20. That's a nice job. That's a really nice job because that punt could have been knuckling, and we don't know from our angle here, but he did a great job of getting it and making sure that nobody else was going to. So 9.47 out of play in the football game. Glad you're with us tonight here on the radio network from Atlanta. 35-28, Georgia State with the ball and the lead. First three weeks of the season, Rhode Island, UConn, at Charlotte. So what do you do here, Dave? Do you try to eat clock and just run the ball a lot, or do you go, you, you go deep and challenge the defense? Let's see what Granger decides here. He's going to take the snap, and he's going to keep it. Avoids one Rhode Island tackler and scoots up. That'll be about a four- or five-yard gain there. They'll give him five on the carry, second down and five, and now nine and a half to play in a turning clock. They ran that play in the first half where Granger and Marcus Carroll were right next to each other coming up the field. That's going to be a handoff to Marcus Carroll, who tries to run basically up the middle a little bit to the right a little bit to the left he picked up three and it's now third down and two well we should be slowing down a little bit but i don't want to slow down to the point where we're methodical and then we don't get the first down we need just about two yards we're going with two tights i'm on green chris bird 
Granger out of the shotgun. Carroll going to take a handoff. Got room up the middle. 35-40-45-50. Marcus Carroll turns the Jets on. He's going to be dragged down from behind inside the 15-yard line. Big, big play there for Georgia State and running back Marcus Carroll. Nice job by the Rams to chase him down and save the touchdown. Unofficially 64 yards on the run there from Marcus Carroll. And Georgia State knocking on the door here with 8.20 to go. Carroll stays in the ball game. They're going to hand on the ball again right up the middle. Broke a tackle into the end zone. Touchdown. 12-yard touchdown run for Marcus Carroll. Boy, what a series he just had on these last two carries. Yeah, absolutely. You know, last year we would have been looking at him maybe getting a third of the touches, but right now he has 18 for 156 yards. That big one up the middle obviously is a game changer. Now he'll get teased in the film room tomorrow for uh, being caught from behind, but uh, I don't care. That's a, a great job. 100, excuse me, 168 yards now total for for him and three touchdowns. Here's the PAT. Yep. Liam Rickman up. Good. Georgia State with 8.16 to go. Let's put a 40 spot up on the board. They now lead Rhode Island 42-28. Two big plays back-to-back. The first one, Marcus Carroll, 64 yards, followed by a 12-yard touchdown run. Drive stats there, four plays, 83 yards, and a minute and 31 seconds. That'll lead us into immediate timeout. Back with more from Center Park Credit Union Stadium in Atlanta, where Georgia State leads the Rhode Island Rams. Back in 60 seconds here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. 80, 85, 90, 95? No, that's not the temperature outside. That's inside your house if your AC dies. How well do you think you'll sleep that night? Hi, this is Brooke from Conditioned Air Systems, and if you want a good night's sleep all the time, call Conditioned Air Systems for a complete tune-up by one of our certified technicians. That way, when the temperature goes up, it will only be outside. Call 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Now, more Georgia State football. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, Georgia State 42, Rhode Island 28, a career high to this point for Marcus Carroll, 168 yards, and the Panthers, again, a four-play drive, 83 yards, a minute, 31 seconds. Tonight's game here from Atlanta presented by the folks at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, Proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Also by the folks at the Georgia State Alumni Association and the Georgia State University Bookstore. Well, trailing by seven points, the Panthers have responded with 21 straight unanswered in return. They were trailing 28-21 after Summers had a 27-yard TD reception to put Rhode Island up. And then Marcus Carroll, Tevin Pringle, and then Marcus Carroll responded with touchdowns and we've got a lead now that uh, 
there's some folks on the sideline that are a little happier than they were. <laughs> it was tight while we were trailing by by seven, but now we got a 14-point lead with eight minutes and 15, six, 16 seconds left here in the ballgame. Braden McAllister, high end-over-end kick, and it will come down right at the goal line. And Randy Jordan is going to try to return the football, comes right back up the middle, gets close to the 20. And that is where Kasim Hill and the Rams of Rhode Island will start with the football with 8-10 to go. First and 10, they're going to actually put it at the 21-yard line. Yeah, folks listening on radio tonight, wherever you are, you should have seen the look that Harper and I exchanged when Summers scored that touchdown to put them up 28-21. What would the caption have been under that picture? Oh, boy. Here we go again, right? No, the Panthers responded, and uh, this is a different group of guys. Good leadership where you need it. Offensive line is protected well. And here Rhode Island tries to do something with a little bit of risk and return it, and they end up losing four yards on the net instead of taking it to 25. They're at the 21. Jaden Griffin in a running back, but they're not running the football. Hill is going to throw down the middle, and he's got a man wide open on the reception. Buchanan. Bryce Brown is chasing. He will drag him down at the five-yard line. Marquise Buchanan on the reception, running a slant route down the middle of the field. Another post route. He just waited. That ball fell right into his hands, and Bryce Brown ran him down, dragged him down. Good for about a 76-yard pickup unofficially. One play. We had a chance to get him. Once again, our defensive ends go past the quarterback. They go around him on the backside of the field and miss. He steps up in the pocket. Nobody in the middle of the field in that cover, too. And Buchanan ended up with a huge play. Rhode Island will not quit. They are not giving up. Well, this is a football team that won seven games last year. Won seven games the year before. A lot different than that Rhode Island program we saw earlier. It was on the three-yard line. Now it's at the six. First and goal from the six-yard line. And it's going to be a fake on the handoff to Jake Griffin, a keeper there by Kasim Hill. He'll get hit inside the five or right around the five-yard line. And it's second and goal from the five. He spun around there a little bit. I'm concerned about his legs. Remember that left knee was, was a problem for him in the third quarter. He's a big guy. 6'2", 238. And it's going to be a keeper here by Hill. Right up the middle, he'll run into the end zone. Football game ain't over yet. Nope. 6.27 to go, and Rhode Island runs down the field and scores quickly. Good job of keeping it. Made it look like Deion Silas was going to take it out to the flat on the far sideline. But once again, Hill keeps it. He pulls that ball back and takes it five yards right up the middle of the field where there was a void. Groff for the PAT. It is up, and it is good. Three plays, 79 yards. Time of the drive, 149. And it's now 42-35, Georgia State. 6.27 remaining. Red Hat on the field. Media timeout. We'll take it as well. Back in 60 seconds from Atlanta, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. 
Lusop Kia in Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. We got a football game tonight here in Atlanta, 6.27 to go. Georgia State 42, Rhode Island 35. Tonight's game presented by Center Park Credit Union Stadium, by Coke Zero Sugar, and by Ford. Good job there by the Rhode Island Rams and just getting themselves right back in the ball game. When they broke the huddle from the special teams meeting that you have right before that kickoff, Every one of their guys sprinted out on the field. They didn't they didn't have their heads down or anything. Uh, the return only went to the 21-yard line. But when you think about, you know, that one big play that they were looking for, you talk about it all year long, and then you got it, and they're right back here in the ballgame. 42-35, 6.27 to go. Top of the hour, stations on our radio network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. All right, set to kick it away to Robert Lewis as Will Johnson from the 35 end over end kick. And Lewis is going to field it inside the five. He'll bring it out across the 10, 15, across the 20. And he gets thrown down to the turf just shy of the 25-yard line. They probably put the ball to 23. Andre DePina Gray on the Rhode Island special teams running upfield to make that tackle. And we'll see what Georgia State can do here now. It's a touchdown difference with 6.20 to go. Still a lot of time. Yeah, Rhode Island's going with, uh, remember, they've got uh, some smaller tackles that they like to use, smaller bodies. Looks like right now they're going to line up in a 4-2. In a if they got a safety uh, moving his way down, yeah, 4-2. Empty backfield here on first down from the 24 now for the Panthers. And Granger is just going to go ahead and tuck that football and run up across the 30-35, and he's... Dragged down just shy of the 40-yard line. That's where the bigger, stronger, and maybe a little faster Darren Granger is different from what he was, what he was a year ago. Yeah. Well, Darren's been a guy that if you give him straight running room to go, he, he he's going to make something happen. He, he doesn't plant and shift. He's not a, a, a shake-and-bake type guy. But uh, with his size, especially him getting bigger, I like it. First down. Airs it out near side, intended for Cradle, and it's inter oh, almost intercepted. 
Nice coverage that time by Saeed Gibbs, the redshirt freshman from Everett, Massachusetts. Saeed Gibbs goes up, and it looked like he picked it off, but... Sure did. That's it, what I thought initially. But Jakaias Cradle ends up with the ball by the time he's on the ground. Sean Elliott's going, how does that an incomplete pass? Let's see if we can't see here if they run a replay. Well, looks like... Yeah. How did that ball shift from Gibbs to Cradle? When you watch it on the replay, Gibbs... Yeah, had the had the ball had touched the ground. No, they got to look at that. They're not going to. Second down at ten. They fake the handoff. Granger now going to run with the football and it's going to get dragged down from behind. Big tackle there by number ninety, the linebacker Gabe Solomon, a junior out of West Hartford, Connecticut. Had forty tackles, three for loss, and a sack a year ago in that seven-win Rhode Island season. And the Panthers now facing third down and seven with five and a half to go. There's a flag. Montavious Cunningham, 20 yards downfield. Looked like Michael Orr in that high school scene of the blind side. But the flag is down. Now they're talking. The officials are communicating with each other at about the 45-yard line. The line of scrimmage, the new one would be from the 37 to the 40. Here we go. After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct, offense number 79. That's number 79's first unsportsmanlike conduct foul of the game. 15-yard penalty. The down counts. It will be third down. That's huge. Well, the ball going in the direction the Panthers do not want it to go in. Again, still a lot of time to go in this one. 5:34. That's a huge penalty. No question. All the way back at the 25-yard line now for the Panthers. I'm afraid I didn't see it, but whatever he did, whoever he mauled, because I think that's what he did, um, we need to pick up a first down because uh, Rhode Island's feeling the momentum right now, and we haven't been able to stop them here offensively all that often. Third and 22. But Darren Granger and the Panthers. Looking over to the sideline. Only five on the play clock. And Granger out of the shotgun. One second on the play clock. Takes the snap. Airs it out near side. Intended for Cradle. And in and out of his hands. Off his fingertips. Coverage that time. Well, that was Jakari Carter. Was it Jakari yeah. Carter? It was nine instead of eight. Coverage there by Randy Jordan. The transfer from Fresno State, and the Panthers are going to bring the punting unit on with Cade Loggins. Well, good ball, a little bit behind Carter. He had to turn to get it. And there was contact. I mean, both sides were kind of on each other's shoulders. Shikari broke loose and got both hands on it, but wasn't able to pull it through, and the result is we're going to have to punt from a 25-yard line. And Gabe Slope is back awaiting the punt from Loggins. Seth Glosier, the long snapper. And just gets this one off. It's going to take a bounce at the 40. A Georgia State bounce. It'll roll inside the 30 down to the 27-yard line. Rhode Island came awfully close to getting a hand on that football. Unofficially 49 yards on that punt. 
And Rhode Island will take over with inside of five to play, 452, and Georgia State leading it here in Atlanta, 42 to 35. Yeah, it looked like Marcus uh, Cunningham, Marquise Cunningham, excuse me, the wide receiver was close to putting some pressure there on that punt, but all for naught. They'll take the ball over at the 26-yard line. First and 10 from the 26th. Red Hat is on the field. We'll go ahead and take a timeout. Back in 60 seconds from Atlanta tonight, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, this is Brooke from Conditioned Air Systems, and if you want a good night's sleep all the time, call Conditioned Air Systems for a complete tune-up by one of our certified technicians. That way, when the temperature goes up, it will only be outside. Call 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Now more Panther football on 97.5 Glory FM. Your radio station for North Georgia sports. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Atkins. Back here at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. 4.52 to go, 42-35 Georgia State. Tonight's game broadcast here on the radio network made possible in part by the folks at the Georgia State University Bookstore. They offer a selection of Panther gifts and apparel and locations on the downtown Atlanta Georgia State campus as well as satellite campuses in Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. And the folks at the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Association offers a wide variety of programs to keep you in touch, informed, and involved online at alumni.gsu.edu. A little worried about how much time is left. I would agree with you, Dave, especially with... Uh Big plays that Rhode Island has made all throughout the course of the game. Done a really good job of finding open spots in our zone coverage. Cover two especially. They've been able to find spots in the middle of the field that are open for big plays. Now I'm hoping that our defensive line will be able to put some additional pressure on Hill, their quarterback. Hill's had a good night. He's 24 of 37, 408 yards, four touchdowns. Two interception. Completions percentage is 65. They're going with two backs right now in the backfield. First time we've seen that tonight. Here's the snap coming up to Hill on first down. Now Irby will shift in the slot. Here's Hill. He's going to look for Irby. Got him the football. Ball's out. And he lost the football and ends up rolling out of bounds. Nice coverage there for Georgia State. One-on-one -on -one coverage there by number seven, Isaiah Guy, the redshirt freshman quarterback from Ocala, Florida. Well, I thought Sean Elliott was going to pick that ball up. It turns out that instead of a fumble, they're going to call it an incomplete pass. Second down and 10. Rhode Island will stick three wide here to the near side, including Savage and Irby. Far hash, here's the snap to Kasim Hill. Throws under pressure, right in and out of the hands on a slant route. Wow. 
to Marquise Buchanan. That was, that's a big drop for Buchanan. Yep. Another route where over the middle of the field, you go up the field and break it to the inside, and there's plenty of room for the young man. He ends up, that ball just hit him right in between the numbers. He missed it. Yep. A little bit above his head, but he had both hands on it. Late blitz there by the Panthers forced Hill to throw it a little bit early. Third and ten. Third down and ten. They're 13 of 19 on third down opportunities. Suffice to say, this is a big one. Hill going to step up. Throws across the middle. Incomplete. Irby, the intended receiver, into double coverage. And Harper, you're saying that John Trey Hunter got a hand on it? Yeah, he stepped right in front of that one. I think he deflected it. If we get a chance to review it, we'll get to see if he got his hand on it. If nothing else, he, he waved his hand there. And the ball was a little bit behind Irby. So now fourth and ten. The good news for the Rams is they only burned about 10 seconds, or excuse me, 20 seconds off the clock in those three plays. Jakari Carter is back at the Georgia State 35, awaiting the punt from Devin Walter. Here's the snap. Panthers get pressure. He just got it away. And Carter will signal for the fair catch right at the 41-yard line, and that's where Georgia State will have the football. 431 remaining wow. here in the fourth quarter. So Devin Walter, the punter, after he made contact, he fell backwards. I thought the ball hit off the helmet of one of his protectors. They run a spread punt where they've got three usually big guys offensive linemen that are protecting the quarterback. The Panthers have done a great job of putting pressure on punts here tonight. They've got two guys that are just torpedoing into those three. We did block a punt earlier tonight, although there was a penalty for roughing the kicker, but our special teams look really good here this evening. Panthers will take over at the 41-yard line. First and 10 with Marcus Carroll next to Darren Granger. Granger out of the shotgun, far hash. Marcus Carroll in the backfield, snap on first down. They're gonna hand it to Carroll. Runs right up the middle, spins and falls backwards at the 49-yard line. Right now, Georgia State would like to run some clock here as they move the ball downfield. Just over four minutes remaining. Well, when you get results like that, Dave, yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Just run it in between the tackles. In this case, Avery Reese made a nice play at the center position to open up a big hole for an eight-yard game. Yep, second down and two. Chris Bird in motion. It's going to be a keeper here by ah. Darren Granger. He didn't fool anybody that time. Gets dragged down right on top of the 50-yard line. Again, if Darren has to plant and change directions, he's not, he's not the same runner. He's 6'4", almost 6'5". He's not going to fake many people out. He picks up a couple of feet, but now it's it's third and a long one. They need about four feet. Georgia State tonight right at 50% on third downs, five out of ten. Would rather not give Rhode Island the ball back with that much time. Marcus Carroll is going to pick up the first down. Panthers will continue to drive. Boy, that's just power football right there. We're going to run right at you with Marcus Carroll in between the center and the guard. They showed blitzes out on the outside. They were going to bring a safety down, and the outside edge linebackers were going to rush there, but they ran in between the, the, the guards and a first down, three-yard pickup there for the Panthers. Panthers will bring Talik Williams out. Amon Green on the field. And they're going to go with double tight ends here with now inside of three minutes remaining. 
First down from their own 47 yard line. Harper's going to make his way down to the field. The Panthers will keep it on the ground with Marcus Carroll. And he tried to go inside a right tackle. Didn't fool anybody that time. We're at two and a half to go. And it will bring up second down now for Georgia State. It's a two-yard pickup, second down at eight. Clock running, we're now down to 2.20. 42-35, Georgia State with the lead, using as much of the clock as they can. Panthers have the Yukon Huskies next Saturday night, September the 9th. Yukon tonight at home with the Wolfpack of NC State. We'll up, check that score coming up in our Panther postgame show. Not looking too far past this one. Inside of two minutes to go. And I'm going to hand it off to Marcus Carroll again. He'll run right up the middle. And he will get tackled there. First one in was the inside linebacker, Boston College transfer, Evan Stewart. Second charge timeout, Jersey. Rhode Island. This will be a 30-second timeout. So Jim Fleming, 10th-year head coach of the Rhode Island Rams, who himself a former defensive coordinator at the University of Central Florida prior to coming to Kingston, Rhode Island. Going to burn a 30-second timeout. Clock showing 151 to go here in the football game. Stay with us, our Panther post-game show. Coming up at the conclusion of tonight's ball game, our season opener tonight, here in the 14th season of Georgia State football. So the Rams making their way back onto the field. Third down and five. Again, they're 13 out of 20 tonight on their third down opportunities. Correction, Georgia State, I should say, facing third down at five. Panthers so far tonight, six of 11. But Rhode Island's been great on third downs, at least for most of the football game. Panthers stick too wide to the far side. Amon Green, the tight end, shifts here to the near side. And the handoff again, gonna go to Mark. Up, no, gonna fake the handoff to Marcus Carroll. It's gonna be a keeper by Darren Granger, and he may be about a half a yard short, if not a full yard to that first down marker. Third and final charge timeout, Rhode Island. This will be a 30 second timeout. Rams will use another timeout. Panthers now facing fourth down and a yard with 141 to go, again leading at 42. 35. Granger tonight, 16 of 20, 193 yards in the air, two touchdowns. He's rushed the ball 12 times, 51 yards. Marcus Carroll has had a career night for him. He's rushed the ball 22 times, totaling 183 yards and three touchdowns. Very reminiscent of his breakout game a year ago in Hattiesburg, Mississippi at Southern Miss. All right, coming out of this 30-second timeout. Again, 141 remaining. And Granger on the near hash out of the shotgun. Marcus Carroll behind him. Panthers football at the 38. Got to get to the 37 to move the chains. Here's the snap to Darren. Hands it off to Marcus Carroll, and it's awfully close. 
Rhode Island says no. Georgia State says yes. As they unstack the pile, let's see the ruling. Everyone looking. On fourth and one, even Marcus Carroll's pointing forward that they picked it up. Well, they don't they don't measure anymore, Dave, but it looks like they're going to now. I can't tell from my angle, but it looks like it's close enough to where you gotta bring the sticks up. Absolutely. You got down there quickly. I know the elevator folks. They thought they were taking me out of the stadium. So if you want to leave, yeah, we, we'll, we'll take you out right now. We'll get that taken care of. So they bring the sticks out. And he, he did not, I don't believe he got it. Oh, the referee says he got it. Oh, look at the Rhode Island players, Harper. They can't believe it. Yeah, Jim Fleming over on the other side is talking to one of the side judges. Uh, there'll be a discussion in one way, shape, or form. How close is it from your angle, Dave? Oh, oh, well. They you know moved, how, did you know they move I, the ball? Well, you know how I want it to go, but in all honesty, I thought it was maybe by, and I'm high up, as you know, inches. And now they're they're stretching the sticks out again. And they're saying it's and short. And now they're going to... Oh, the one one official, everybody was pointing in favor of Rhode Island, and now they're pointing again in favor of Georgia State. What is going on down there? Well, I have to admit, from earlier calls that were made, they usually give you the benefit of the doubt. We came back from a commercial, and Rhode Island had a play where it was supposed to be a first down, and they gave away of half a foot, maybe. And, well, that's ball game right there. If we, they can't stop the clock, and if we got first and ten. So, not only Fleming, but the defensive coordinator, everybody over there on that other side, they can't believe it. Well, one second, it looked like it might be in favor of Rhode Island. Second later, in favor of Georgia State, back and forth. Big ruling, though, in favor of the Panthers. They've got it first down at the 37. They're going to have to go to video. That the runner reached the line of the game. Previous play is under further review. They've, they've got to do that. Yeah. And I bet you it'll be short. Well, you know, I, again, I didn't want to say that, Harper, right. well, but I that's know. what it looked like from up here. Yeah. By about an inch, maybe two. And that's this high up through the binoculars. Well, it depends on where they spot the ball, obviously, with Marcus's carry. And on video review, if they see, and this could be one of those multiple split-second, you know, one, one camera versus another. And, you know, we're not in a national championship game. We don't have 26 cameras here on the field. But whether it shows that his knee is down and where was the ball when his knee was down. After review, ruling on the field stands. How about First that? First out. There we go. All right, breathe a sigh of relief. Absolutely. That's a, uh, that's a... Now, Rhode Island over there on the other side, uh, you, you can't complain. You just got to go play. Now you got to see, watch for them to strip the ball out or do something crazy. Maybe a late hit, we don't know, but with 135 left, 
they're going to do everything they can to try to get that ball because they can't call any more timeouts. Trying to get things squared away and lined up on the Georgia State side of the football. Again, first down, the clock now running, ball at the 37-yard line. Georgia State will use all of the play clock, which yes. is currently at 15. And then victory formation. Yep. Granger now under center. And he will take the snap and take a knee. Minute five to go on a running clock. Panthers are going to open up with a close win here tonight against the Rams of Rhode Island. But as we said, had to get off to a good start tonight. I'm sure there'll be some things on film as there are after each and every game that they want to look at, correct? The end of the day, Harper, they still put 42 points up on the board in their opener. Yeah, and Derek Ranger had told you all throughout the preseason and then camp and even just before the game that uh, we got a good offense. We're going to score some points. They sure did. Ranger will take the snap, step back, take another knee. We're at 29 seconds to that'll go. That'll be it. Yep. And that, that'll be it. Georgia State will escape their opener with a win tonight over the Rams of Rhode Island by the final score of 42 to 35. It was a close football game. Sean Elliott and Jim Fleming going to meet midfield, shake hands, and Panther faithful will breathe a sigh of relief tonight here in Atlanta. Panthers get off to a 1-0 start to start the year. Final score, 42-35. Harper, you're down on the sidelines. Yeah, I'm going to wait uh, for a few moments. Obviously, coaches and players will be saying thank you and greeting each other and saying goodbye if they know each other. But also, uh, we'll have a couple of moments here where the team will go over by the band and have a blue out. They light it blue in Atlanta. And that's what they're doing tonight here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Harper, we'll go ahead and break away, and then we'll come back and send it to you in our Panther postgame show. That work? Absolutely. Our coach is walking by me, but uh, I think priority right now is uh, let's go spend some time in front of the band, and I think that's a great idea. Go to a commercial break, and we'll come right back. All right, 42-35, the final score. Georgia State a winner over Rhode Island in the season opener. UConn coming up here on September the 9th, but we're back with our Panther postgame show coming up after this two-minute timeout from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusop Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's 
That's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will, like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Your radio station for Georgia State football. Now back to Atlanta. This is the Panthers postgame show. A recap of today's game and a look ahead. Here's the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. All right, Jeff, thank you very much from our radio network studios. Final score here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium just down Capitol Ave, 42-35. Georgia State gets the win, and Harper seems to be in stride trying to catch up with head coach Sean Elliott as the Panthers start out the season 1-0. Harper, you going to be able to catch up to coach? I sure hope so. He's, he's congratulating the fans and everybody else. Sean, you're 1-0. Congratulations. Yeah, it feels good. What's that, the first time since 2019? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, winning is, is so much fun. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about. It's what we're here for. We worked hard. Uh, a lot of good things out there tonight. A lot of things we got to work on, of course, you know, and that's that's what you got to do in evaluating your first ball game. Uh, very fortunate, man. Rodon came out here and had a great plan offensively, of course. And uh, yeah, our defense still don't, had a pick six, had an interception right down there in the end zone right there. Offensively stepped up when they needed to. It was a it was a good night. Well, you've talked about team toughness and overcoming adversity. There's a little adversity. You go from uh, ahead by 14 and then yeah. you're trailing by seven. Yeah, you know that's shoot. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. <laughs> they had to listen to you, didn't they? Yeah, you know, uh, a year ago we would have folded on that thing and not and then drug our heads and not come back. But our guys stood steadfast and adversity right there came back, finished strong, and that's what we're going to be made of. We're going to build off this. Was there anything in particular from camp and early practices you go i really like this in our team i like what we can do in this and then you got to see a little bit of that tonight yeah there were some mistakes obviously but uh, i think yeah, i think these guys are coachable and they enjoy they enjoy 